It's cute. Uh, yeah. It's cute. Isn't it cute? It's cute. Everybody and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I am one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me today is TJ. Oh, hello. And Bill. TJ. Oh, hey, it's Bill. Did I say end animated series? No, you didn't. Missed it this time. Ooh, comic book and animated series because we just got episode five of the Invincible animated series. How are you guys doing? I'm I'm doing great, but I'm sad You're that sad? we officially have less Invincible to watch now than we have watched. You know what I mean? Like I agree. It's, it's, most of it is behind us. That's fucking sad. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. I've <clears throat> here's a question for you guys. Do you feel like we've gotten more storyline, more just? content more invincible stuff in these five episodes than you would have predicted a year ago there is there is so much and i know that that this is blasphemy for any comic book fan to say this about any kind of media uh that that you know reboots into media from comic books but there's a lot that's better in the animated series than mm-hmm. there is in the co- in the comic yeah. book because they expand on all that stuff, and I don't think it, we were talking about this with a, a friend of ours through group text. Um, I I personally don't think that that's going to last past season one. I think that once we get into season two, we're going to be like, oh, the comic is so much better. You know? What I no mean? way, no way. And you think so, the the animated series is going to continue to be better than the comic? Yeah, and and we were talking to Kyle, I think it was, um, about Kyle. it. Yeah. And uh, I think that the show is doing a better job of building the universe, but I don't know if it's better than the comic yet because the really big things haven't happened yet. I mean, the only thing so far is Nolan killing the Guardians. And in my opinion, that was better than the comic book. So if that's any indication of what's going to happen, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think they're doing a fucking great job. You know know what I also said, too? Um, if it gets picked up for a season two, it will not get canceled until it's fin- until it's finished. That's I ho- what I think. I hope so. I man. really, I feel like I, really I, believe I, that. I agree that getting from one to two is probably the hardest mm-hmm. leap that it has to take. That's a hot take. There's, there's no you way. Know what? There is, there's this is what I see, Bill. And this, no, but this is the thing, Bill. It will end whether it's as many seasons as they want or not. You know what I'm saying? It like, will end. So no, but what I'm saying is, what, what I'm saying is, if they want it to be six seasons, if it's gonna end, hold up. If it's gonna end, I want it to be Dollhouse. I want it to That's be. That's what I'm saying. Like they are, they are aware will, that this is going to be the final season, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna pack everything yep. into one season, but still make it good and just make it fucking insane. That's what, That's what Dollhouse. That, did. That's what was, I was, was saying, Bill. So if they get picked up for season two and they're like, yeah, we want six seasons. And season four comes along and they're like, we're not going to get a season five. They're going to finish it in season four. So I think no matter what, if we get a season two, the show will end properly. Might not okay. be as long as they wanted or as we wanted, but it will end properly. I don't. Will but we that's ever all. Really know that's all. You know, who knows? Yeah. But I mean, would we know that? No. Like, because not. they'll know that before we do. And they'll be like season four, the final season. And they'll be at like, I don't know, volume five. And we're yeah. like, oh, shit. 
They got yeah. a lot to pack into this. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you, it but might, they can end it on their own terms, too. I mean, Walking Dead isn't going to end it the way the comic did. Guys, I, I, like, that. I, I can't believe, like, still, my, my sister FaceTime me, and she's like, did you get episode five yet? And she was like, well, how was it? Like, is it dropping tonight? Being today? <laughs> and, and, like, her and my brother-in-law couldn't fucking wait for it. And I thought that people would stop being as excited for it after the big thing in the end episode one and people are like way hungrier for it. Everybody that I talk to. So I was going to say that where I, Ryan, when you first asked the question was one thing that I I'm already starting to miss a little bit and we knew it was coming was kind of feeling privileged that we had this like best kept secret. And now the secret's <laughs> out and like everybody's an invincible fan now and everybody's making like certain things and making it's always like, like that. I love art. It. It's like, it's I, I do love it. And it's what I wanted for I invincible, but I'm, there's no going back now nope. to that. No, right. it, this is just how it's going to be forever. And I, yeah. I love that. Well, like we've always talked miss- about, unlike with walking dead, we got the end of the comic. We had our finale. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. this is all just the icing on the cake. Um, Not I, only that, but in terms of an like episode per episode, Invincible is already better than season one, episode five of The Walking Dead was. Yeah. Because he, by then it was like totally off the rails and still Invincible is like doing fantastic. Go ahead, Ryan. No, I was going to say, I don't know how real this is or if it's, I mean, we retweeted it on our Twitter account um, from Real Good, uh, Real Good app. And it was, again, uh, I believe Simon Reciopa retweeted this. So I don't know. I just don't know how true it is, but it's um, a uh, top most watched TV shows on all streaming services. Now, these streaming services don't give that kind of information so i'm not sure how this is uh, aggregated or whatever um but it does it for movies and tv shows and it was listed invincible is number one followed by irregulars and falcon and winter soldier uh attack Irregulars on t- looks awesome attack on titan that. you know what i mean walking dead's number nine like it it seems like it's believable but the fact that it's number one whether this is real or not like shit like it must be doing well right that's the thing that kind of stinks about it being on a streaming service is they don't really share those numbers. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I hope it's accurate. I have my doubts, but I'm also kind of a pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want like Skybound to be like. Or Amazon. This is what it's doing. No, Amazon like, would be. Yeah. Or Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. We are the Invincible Podcast. You can email us if you want to be a part of the show. We've got some great emails coming up in a little bit. Uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. We have a website where you can find our episode lists, a reading guide. If you're getting into Invincible or you want to check out the tie-ins and where they fit in the universe chrono- chronologically, um, over at theinvinciblepodcast.com. Uh, we actually got a new review. We, uh, we asked for some last week, and we've got a new iTunes review. This is from Eric Slatter. Slater, sorry, it says, this is fantastic. I don't know how I went so long without knowing this podcast existed. As a longtime fan of the Invincible comic, I only recently discovered them thanks to their incredible interview with Robert Kirkman himself. Definitely go, doing a deep dive into the backlog now. Oh, between this podcast and the new Amazon series, it's an awesome time to be an Invincible fan. Thanks, Eric. I just feel like we need to go back and just delete the first 49 just put, episodes. Just put uh, I really, an intro on all of them. them. They're not that bad. Like, oh, my gosh. The first episode that, that I like the one I'll go back to. What was Ryan? I think you and I did the. Did we do the first? Just me we and you? We did the first. Yeah. Yep. And it was like a Rexplode deep dive, right? No, actually, the or first was one the was episode. called Looking Up. 
and it was just us talking about ourselves and what we want to do with the podcast. Then Bill and I talked about an, a, a theoretical or hypothetical, I mean, yeah, right. movie or TV show, uh, and then or adaptation. And then TJ, you and I did a deep dive into Rexplode. It was <laughs> we're so bad. I mean, we're still bad. We're still really bad. But like, come a long way though. Really bad. Come we, I think I think we've come a little ways. Now come we do. Now, now we're twice as bad because we are also the Oblivion Song podcast. If you haven't checked that out and you want some good uh, Robert Kirkman stuff other than uh, Invincible, go check out Oblivion Song. It's a great comic book. The Oblivion Song podcast is extremely jealous of the Invincible podcast. It'll have its time. Oblivion its Song time. is is uh, on a hiatus right now and Invincible is <laughs> if, thriving. If there were ever a time for Oblivion Song to take a break, though, now is it. Just, just... Thank fuck. Thank <laughs> God. Cause... But also, I will say that, I mean, now's your chance because the the final six issues are going to start coming out in June. So now's your chance to kind of catch up. On oh, the shit, first two months. 30, yeah, th- on the first 30 issues, you know, before the final six. So, yep. and it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, I do want to say right at the top of this episode, just a friendly reminder to everybody, we do spoil the show and uh, or at least everything that's been released. So this is only going to be up to episode five. And we are going to talk a little bit about the comic book. We um, have a hard rule that we won't spoil anything past issue 25. If you're just getting into it, um, we will be gentle around spoilers leading up to that. Um, and we're not going to blatantly spoil anything out of nowhere. We are aware <laughs> that there are a lot of new readers and a lot of uh, uh, people getting into the comics. Check out the uh, new reader episodes that we've done. Or even when you get towards the end of the uh, series, we did single issue reviews as they were coming out. So we have lots of shows out there for everyone to check out. All right. Um, we're going to go right into the Invincible News Anything that's been added, come you know, that's come out within the last week, because it's only been a week since we've done this. Uh, right away, the day uh, the new episode went live on Invincible Friday, we got a couple new things. There's when episode new, four went up. When episode four went up, yes. Uh, there was a new poster. Remember that awesome poster that they released? Oh, so sick. There's another mm-hmm. one, and it was, you know, themed around, you know, that episode. So there's possibly probably going to be a new poster every week with each episode very excited very yeah. excited to see uh, this all. week's uh poster um there was also the new merch that dropped this one was a uh, black or white shirt with the invincible logo but within the invincible logo were a ton of characters so Pretty cool. And those are and those are the ones that are only on sale for one week, right? Yep. Like yep. from Friday to Friday. Yep. So if you're hearing this, that one is no longer available, and there is a new one which we don't know about yet. But that'll be going live Thursday when you're hearing this. Um, something else that was pretty awesome that they uh, that that we didn't expect was they dropped a whole bunch of new bonus content over on Amazon Prime under the X-ray tab. So mm. every episode has what they call a commentary which is a kind of behind-the-scenes deep dive on the episode and uh, the different character motivations or the actors and such. And then there's also a behind-the-scenes um, uh, art of the art, you know, basically, of, uh, of the series. And today they just dropped a behind-the-scenes part two for the art behind the series. How, now, is, it, is, it, is there a commentary per, like, per episode? Yep. So for every, how long are they? Like five minutes? Yeah. Like 
Like, yeah, that's that's cool. Like, it's like significant. Like, it's not I, just like a thirty second clip. Yeah, it's, I love oh, that. Yeah. Like, I've been watching Rick and Morty on HBO, and since they put it on HBO, they did that at the end of every episode. There's like a little two to four minute blurb on the episode, and it's very very really? cool. Yeah, yeah. I, so I'm I, I haven't done, have you listened to any of them for Invincible? Like, I watched everything except what was released for episode five. Yeah. And they're they're great, dude. In fact, the the behind the scenes, the the making of uh, one for the whole series, the first part one, showed a couple character designs that we haven't seen yet. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, pretty cool. Uh, so you know, watch at your own risk. It's nothing huge, especially if you know the comics. But it's still cool to see. Um, yeah. I can't believe we got the second one. I can't wait to watch that tonight. Uh, I mean, I grew up watching, you know obsessing over the lord of the rings extended dvds and like you know 12 discs of behind you know bonus footage and content i love this shit i'm so excited like this is why one of the reasons i wanted like invincible and physical media like give give us the blu-ray or whatever because i want those special features and i think this is this is great so yeah you're gonna have to check watch them bill yeah i'll watch them tonight for sure one more thing last invincible friday uh clancy brown was the one who did the live tweet so i started my episode on my phone listened to most of it and then was able to kind of check uh the tweets that he was tweeting as we went along with the episode one thing that came out of it uh that we were way off on not way off on but it was a little hard to tell was at the end of episode four that uh after mid-credit stinger was that he had left his journal in debbie's closet not we thought it was some sort of uh uh bug like a re- uh, audio mm-hmm. recording device or a two-way or something like that because you also I hear him speak him. you thought but, he was in the closet no i thought <laughs> <laughs> no i thought he was like somehow communicating like through hell yeah 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 i i asked every I'm in the closet too. that i asked every person who i know had watched it if they knew what was going on in that scene and none of them did. Yeah. So I think that it was just not done well enough to kind of show that. Yeah. But I, I wish, I mean, so it, it was his journal. That was what he said right. on, on Twitter. Um, and it's very clear once you've seen episode five. So maybe it's not a big deal. It was just, I, it could have been a little bit more clear. I agree, Bill. Mm-hmm. Make it more clear that maybe just show his notebook sticking out but they then, could have just shown it yeah, they, yeah like, because it has a very you know distinct, uh, yeah. distinct cover exactly but you know so that was one thing that i wanted to touch on before we jumped into this one a kind of a correction to last episode that we uh that we did um so that does i mean also the theories that we would have had afterwards knowing that's the notebook is i think even better because then it's like she can find this and find just notes. It's not just going to be him listening in on them, which is what I thought it was. Right. This, yeah. is, this is way better than uh, what it was. I wish, just wish it would have, had been more clear. All right. So that's it. We're getting ready to jump into episode five. Yeah. Great segue. Are was we going to go over uh, episode four emails? <laughs> yes. So we're not talking about episode <laughs> five yet. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll kick us off. I have one here from Faye. Uh, Faye says, Hello, Invincible Podcast. My name is Faye, and I have been a longtime fan of the comics since I was a teen. I recently managed to rediscover the series prior to the show, and let me tell you, it was like falling in love all over again. But enough about that, because I've got a question. 
What underrated villains from the comic would you love to see adapted in the show? So I under mean, I, underrated. None, none of the big timers. I don't think any of them are underrated in the comic, though. I think they all get their little moments to shine. But I think there's one clear one. Go ahead, TJ. I mean, Ryan and I will both agree that Powerplex. And I, I, I would put him as a B he's, character. He is he's at the top of the B yes. characters. Okay, yes. Because but that's he's my still first... a B character nonetheless. Yes, that's Powerplex my first got his own comic. <laughs> he got his own cover. Like, but he's in I, less than someone like Tether Tyrant. Thank he's you, in less, Tether Tyrant. But Tether Tyrant would be the next guess. Or Tether the next Tyrant, guess. Tyrant's in more than. Yeah, he more is, and he has. I, that's what I'm saying. He has. Well, I wouldn't say that they have. He has less of an arc because Powerplex really does have an, like a really mm-hmm. nice arc throughout the entire thing. But it's literally just after the first issue. It's just like here's a panel, here's two panels, and then you're done. Yeah. But I mean, I can't really think of. Maybe. I got another one I'm going to throw out there. Who you got? Octoboss. Oh, yes. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, you're right. You're right. Octoboss is, I, is absolutely. No, I th- but I think Octoboss is like, he played his role. Like, I don't know if I could watch more of what? Octoboss. Yeah, he like. Crazy. He's, Octoboss he's is fucking, so no, perfect. It, he's no, built for animation. Faye's asking, who would you like to see in the show that is a underrated villain? Oh, yeah, Octoboss. But we're we're uh, we're, we're not we're, we're not saying going to get him. Faye wasn't asking, you know, who would you like to see more of in the show? Okay. Like, what's a what's a, what's an underrated one that may or may not show up in the show that you want to show up in the show because they're underrated, uh, so they might not show up. And I think Octoboss is a pretty. A, uh, that's I, the, okay. I, I guess I would say Octoboss. He's absolutely going to be in the show, though. He's a thousand percent going to be. I, I I really hope so. Yeah. 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 All right. Good question. Yeah, thanks, Faye. All right, who's up next? Uh, I can go. Uh, Amir Hackett write, uh, writes in and says, so I don't have a question, but I just want to say I've read all the comics thanks to you guys and Greg Miller. <laughs> I've been watching the show with my girlfriend, and she's loving the relationship with Nolan and Debbie. I can't wait for her to keep watching and see uh, that big old twist. Hmm. I'm not sure she's how she's going to handle it. How do you guys feel with them showing Nolan so much more loving than they did in the comics? It's going to make that thing so much more sad to watch. It makes so much more sense because there comes a point and we're going to we're going to be delicate right here. There comes a point in the comics when it's, you know, it's very clear he that how much Again, he loves his family. Is, it, it's spoilers. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we can we can speak loose, spoilers, loose spoilers is, here. I mean, yeah. Nolan does love his family. In the comics, that wasn't clear until much later. Showing Which, it now makes it way more believable. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But I kind of don't like how far they're leaning into him actually loving his family. I, I do you think that I, I like the idea of him faking it to a point to where mm. he then believes it after the fact like I, right now when they were sitting at dinner and they were like do you trust me like he really wants her on his side so they can still continue a life together in the comic it's very much like i don't give a fuck about her yeah. or anybody like That's a, and you I know what, that was that, that was too That's far on the other side though so i think that bill you're saying that it's leaning too far on the, the way the show is the comic i think was going a little too far in that way yeah exactly I, Exactly. Agree with the kind of all of it. I mean, like, <laughs> that doesn't I think, surprise me. That doesn't I, surprise I, me. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't 
think Nolan is that loving in, in, in the show, like any more than the comic. And Bill, you just brought up all these moments where like, oh, he's like, he really wants Debbie on his side because he loves her. No, is I, it because I, he loves I think her? that is every or... single time that we get those moments. He's just trying to cover shit up. Yeah. He's trying to get her on his side because he doesn't want her to suspect anything. He wants to. They're cover doing a good job. job. You know, no, you're right. They're doing a good job. He, he, he. It's both. He wants. He is doing it for selfish reasons, but he also really does care. It's going to be more believable for him to actually admit that he know, cares. Do you know why I have a problem with it? I really want him to say that line. I want I know, him to and say they, they might. I, I don't fucking care. Like. And he can't now. Like he he can't do it because we already know. We already know t- he fucking loves her. Like yeah. the only thing that I don't care for is the fact that she is suspicious because I want it to hit like it did in the comic where she is so just. It's. I mean, it's gonna hit in the same way. Like she's gonna react in the same way. But I feel like I want it to hit us. I want it to hit the pe- the people that haven't read the comic the way that it hit us when we read the comic. <clears throat> like yeah. it, she had no fucking idea. No yeah. idea. And this, she does. She kind of saw it coming. I don't think the big thing that's going to hurt Debbie is the fact that he did it. I think it's going to be the fact that he, if they do it, like in the comic, that he does not care about her. Like, he would rather and that he left. do what he has to do and then fucking leave. Yeah. Because that's what crushes Debbie. Not the fact that he fucking murdered all these people, but the fact that, like, their marriage is, spoiler alert, like, I mean, we've been talking about a, a lie, a fucking lie. Yeah. So I think that it still could work, TJ. I think that it will hit really hard if they do it right. But I'm That's, nervous. I mean, this conversation that we're having, I think, Ooh, sorry. was had and thought out to completion long before they'd made the decision to have Debbie do this and for their relationship to be like this in the show. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. This isn't some little thing that they're doing in the show that like this is like almost the main, you know, plot in the show right now for the last they know, two episodes they know, almost they know what we're talking about they know how it's going to go and why think, that reaction is going to still work i think episode seven if it ends with you know the big twist to talk and it's going actually i got two things to say on that but i think that the beginning of that episode or mid episode there's going to be a big thing between Nolan and Debbie and they're just going to, it's just going to be so much love there. And then, then it's going to hit. I think that was say like, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I think that was Rome. I think, I I don't think it's going to get another moment like that because she's now suspicious again. I don't know if it's going to go back and forth that many times. I think that was it. Maybe after, after Um, seeing the costume hidden. mm, No, sorry. Go on. Mm. Mm. Just not to get off topic, but it's just I kind of caught myself. At, thought about this as I was saying it. We keep talking about like oh spoilers for issue eleven and you know uh, the big twist. There really isn't anymore. Like I feel like that's almost doing it a dis- disservice to people who haven't read the comic. Like saying like oh like the big twist is coming and probably going to be in the finale. Like. I mean, there isn't really a twist. We know that Nolan killed all the Guardians. It mm-hmm. happened in episode one. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they don't know is why he did it, but even why he did it isn't, like, that big of a deal. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. It, not that big of a deal in terms of, like, shock, think, but think it's of more of, like, like, what it means. Like, you know I think, I mean? right. For, I mean, it's going a, it, forward. It, it is a big deal, but if I keep telling, like, my nephew, who's really into the show right now, who haven't, hasn't read the comic, if I keep telling him, like, yo, like, wait to the finale, like, the big twist, like, the, or, no, like... No, it's not the, a twist, like, it's an some, event. It's not a twist, but it's, like, yes. a big thing that happens, yeah. and then it turns out, like, oh, I'm just a... I'm actually, like, evil. Yeah. Yeah, we I don't know that. if I... I don't know if I... I, I, I agree. I don't know if I would call it a twist. You I know? just wanted to yeah. put that out there. Bill, you got one? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm going to – so I have one here from uh, Nicholas um, that says, hey, guys, been loving the show, both Invincible and the podcast. I had a theory that I um, posted everywhere else um, about the Rome Dragon attack that I wanted to throw out there. Is it possible that Nolan could have staged the attack? Um, and then he goes out to talk about how – you know how it's just coincidence that they were there on vacation as the dragon attacked. We know who the dragon is. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I think this is very interesting from someone who I, I don't think that Nicholas could have read the comic series um, with this idea. But it's a pretty cool idea. The fact that Nolan went there and asked Debbie if he trusts, if she trusts him, and depending on her answer, he would kill her and then. Blame it on the dragon attack <laughs> and say that she died there or not kill her if she said she trusts him. That's the theory. And that's that why he he's so there. glad that she says yeah. that because then he doesn't have to. It's a really cool theory and some cool fan fiction. But yeah. unfortunately, we know who the dragon is. Um, yeah. As I also I mean, bringing up the dragon. I mean, not only does it come up again this episode, but it came up in what, what was it? Episode one. Well, episode said, one. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he fought a fought a dragon. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, I've got one from uh, Patty. P-A-D-D-Y. Cool. Hey, hey everybody. After the first three episodes, I reread the first 20 issues to refresh my memory for comparisons. Now, this is about the pacing. He says the show improves on a lot of things. Amber, Nolan, the murder mystery, Debbie, learning to fly, etc. But I actually prefer the pacing of the comic a lot more. In the comic, time seems to actually pass. The show has a very has very fast pacing. The teen team existed for like one episode, and then the Flaxons felt more like one-off villains rather than continuous threats. Robot and Samantha's relationship hasn't really been established, and the story's the, the sto- his storyline is already pretty far ahead. I know it's unfair to directly compare four episodes with 20 or so issues, and they switch around a lot of stuff, but I have no idea how much time has actually passed in those four episodes. A few days in episode one, maybe three days between the invasion attempts, uh, attempt one and two, according to Rex, and two weeks Mm -hmm. in episode four, but that's it. So my question is, uh, which pacing do you guys prefer so far? And then he has a follow-up question, but we'll talk about this first. He mentioned robot and... Well, not Samantha. Eve. I think he said Samantha. Robot and Eve, right? Robot and I think, he meant, I think he meant Amanda. Oh, I think he meant yeah. Amanda. Um, I think you're right. You're right. Yeah. I think he meant Amanda. But, I mean, obviously he's writing this in at the end of episode four, but there was a little, yep. little quip in episode five that we'll get to. Yeah. A lot yeah. in episode five. But I, I see what you mean. It does feel like it's, it's moving pretty quick. It's like, hey, here's Rex. And then next episode, it's like, oh, the, Rex is already, like, doing some shady stuff. That that seems pretty fast. You know what I mean? It does. They have to though. They I, have they have to. That's, I feel like that's the beauty of animation and it being like not live action, but something that you're not reading is that they don't have to take the time to explain things to you. They can just be like, literally, like just throw a, a sentence out there and be like, oh shit, like something's going on here, or oh shit, like there's like robot might be you know thinking this or into Amanda or like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like that. The pacing is way better in the show. Like it's like I would much rather watch season one so far of the show than read volume one. I agree with that. But again, I don't think that's going to last. I think that it's. But I hope I'm wrong. You say that it's better in the show. I just think it's 
it's different. I think that it's necessary for the way they're doing it in the show. Um, and you know, I like the way it's done in the comic. I like Mm -hmm. the slow build and, and, and like really sitting with these characters for a long time and, 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 and getting to come up with your own theories. And then all of a sudden they start doing things and then you don't see them doing that thing for three, three issues. You can't do that though. You know, that's just not the way this works. Um, I will say it was, I, I agree. It was not jarring, but it did seem odd. Like, like, how much time has passed and um episode five we'll talk about it the beauty of it too is that whether it's it doesn't matter if it's better in the comic or better in the show because yeah. we have both. yeah both mm-hmm. all right so. then uh patty goes on to say now the title card what do you think of the title card drop i understand what they're going for but it lacks the weight to work as punctuation in my opinion they either should have the person say invincible which they almost did in episode four or have a more weighty sound effect as it as it is right now falls kind of flat every time for me love from germany patty awesome germany not awesome uh i agree with that i i like that the title screen is doing like the blood spatter and it's getting bloodier but I think when it hits, other than episode five, actually, I think that this one was probably the best one. It was. Um, because it threw me for a loop. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't get the fucking screen. Yeah. Um, until like 10 minutes in. But, yeah, yeah I agree. Like, it, it's almost like a. It was either, actually right smack dab in the middle of the it? episode. Either. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, either do it big or don't. And sometimes do it, it does just kind of it just kind of happens. And it's. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think like half the time right now it works and half the time it's just kind of yeah. the reason why I like my favorite one was episode four because it was like they did it just to put it in there and they made a joke about it. Like mm-hmm. like the guy that was uh, rock climbing on Mount Everest and was like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm and then it's invincible. And then the next thing you see is him like waving goodbye. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's I will so say, funny. Other than the blood splatter, that's pretty cool, too. My favorite thing about the title card drop, though, is the music. It's the mm-hmm. fact that it's the theme song, the first like five or six notes or whatever of the theme song. But every single time it's the, the instruments, uh, you know, the style of the theme song is done for that episode. So it's like, OK, funeral episode. It's a really somber version of the theme. This one, it has like this beat. It's like this hip hop beat to the theme song. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. That's my favorite part about the title drop. The way it cuts off mid sentence or end of the sentence is still a little jarring. I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. they know that. I mean, it's meant to be. But sometimes, I, you it's know, awkward. the thing the thing about a title screen um, is that I don't think that it's necessary. I think that like, I love that we get more invincible because they're not wasting two or a minute and a half on fucking credits and like mm-hmm. an intro. That being said, I think that sometimes it, it can really enhance it. Like what's your favorite intro to a show that you've ever watched? Like just comes to your head really quick that you actually watch Batman beyond final space is really good. <laughs> I like the music. Yeah. I mean, X-Men animated series, stranger things. Yep. Stranger Things is one where like people will sit there and Dude, watch, the Stranger Things, watch yeah. it because the music is so great. So yeah. I think that like you can make an intro hit really hard and be great. But I don't know if Invincible needs it. But to their Somebody point, I don't. Say. I like. Yes. Smallville. Yeah. Shut up. Right. Small, 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 yeah. It was like 50 50. Some of it was bad. But some of it was very good. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I, I like the, the title screen. I, I, I don't think I mean, they're going to keep it going, obviously, for the rest of the season. They're not 
my prediction is that season two, they're not going to do the same thing, but they're going to do a different trope throughout the entirety of the second season, just a different trope. I can see that. Yeah. So cool. Okay. TJ, you up next? Uh, sure. <laughs> Dr. Diet Dr. Uh, Pepper was a bad choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Diet Dr. Pepper. Hold on, I'm pulling this up. I got one. Do here you, you do you go. know do you know who that is? No. What? The Diet Dr. Pepper guy? No. Is Liz within talking distance of you? No, she's upstairs. Ah. Oh. I, I don't know if I, I, I'm, I wonder if Liz knows who that is. I also don't even know the reference. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never also seen that. Don't. Um, no. Sweet <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. That like little guy? <laughs> no. No. This is wasted on you. It's fucking wasted. I don't know. Uh, for, kind of for the listeners out there, this. that guy is Justin Guarini, the guy that lost to Kelly Clarkson in season one of American Idol. From oh, the, the Afro guy? Really? The Af- yeah. The, the Afro? <laughs> I just found those out. Like they did a movie together, right? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. From yeah, Justin from Justin to Kelly. Kelly. Anyways, our good friend Jordan Gilbert writes in, and he says, "Hi y'all. Now that we don't have three episodes to cover, this should go quick. Love the character slash story building with Nolan and Mark at Everest. Uh, I wonder if the grandparents thing is true, or if a different retelling of what we originally got." or if it's a retelling of what we originally got. I'd imagine we get a flashback when he tells Mark during the fight. I like the fact that Cecil knows Nolan did it. I remember in the comics, Cecil had his suspicions, uh, but no confirmation. When Nolan showed up in the origins of Cecil Stedman issue, uh, they gave Nolan a lie detector test and he failed it, but Cecil was okay with him protecting the planet because it made his life easier. Also, good call out on the author stuff. Enjoyed the sequids as it was page for page. Hyped for Battle Beast this week hoping and hoping it's a bloody one. <laughs> one thing I do hate that I've seen on Twitter is that people have had the nerve to call the end of the first episode edgy for the sake of being edgy because of the gore. Absolutely frustrating. Uh, last to mention, I got my dad and four other mutual friends onto the show. Love, nice. Gordon. Excellent. Invincible for dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to find uh, that with people online as far as the, the edgy thing. You know, that's just I people. Mean, I don't think it was edgy that, for being edgy. No, sake. I, I mean, it's literally like it happened quickly in panels, but, you know, War Woman's head was... Well, her I think her it's neck just, was broken and well, stuff the, like the that. The whole so. thing was just that it was jarring because the whole episode was, you know, not that was the point at though. all. Like I know, but I think that's yeah. kind of the point is they're missing the point. Right. Yeah. Thanks, right. Jordan. Gotcha. Uh, I got one from Jose here. Mm-hmm. Um, quick thoughts. I'll do quick fire. Um, hey, guys, wanted to share my thoughts on episode four. Uh, he thought that the Debbie suspecting Nolan involvement with the desk would be like or with the death would be too risky of a change compared to the comic, but that it's paying out, really paying off really well. Yep. Um, and he's being pleasantly surprised. Um, the whole thing with Nolan coming across as an asshole the entire episode, and he loved that. Um, and he really liked the, the do you trust me line. Uh, <laughs> Nolan telling Darkblood to go fuck yourself and then floating out of the room was the best, best funniest part of this, the, the episode. Agreed. Um, biggest plot twist so far has got to be how I've been mispronouncing Sequid this entire time. Welcome to the club, bro. Squid. Welcome Sequid. to the club. Yeah. Sequid. Um, so, Sequid. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, you, you mean Sequid, right? 
Oh, but man. he 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 spelled it sequid. Yeah, like sequid. S E E quid. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, surprised how early we're seeing Cecil's gray attitude from um, from sending Dark Blood back to hell to the request uh, to capture the kaiju from episode three in case it needs to be used in the future. It's a change I welcome with open arms, especially since I think we only got it to explore this in the book when he hires a certain person. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm not going to spoil that because yeah. it hasn't happened in the show yet, and it's probably going to be pretty cool when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. very clearly uh, a characteristic of Cecil. Um, and, you know, we know from the comic that, that he was kind of always like that, but it wasn't mm-hmm. revealed to us that he was like that uh, until a little ways uh, in. Again, I think it's a great, <clears throat> like, it's a great w- thing that the show is evolving because mm-hmm. it's what, like, if you were like, Who's Cecil Stedman? You'd be like, oh, yeah. he's this guy that does this stuff. And like, why not establish that? Imagine not knowing trait? what kind of character he is until season two. And yeah. think about and everything I, we've gotten with him and how it's uh, progressed yeah. the story. Right. Um, so this is how he thinks the episodes are going to go. They're going to play out. So episode six, he thinks we're going to get Reanimate. Um, episode seven, we could see Atlanta stuff or hmm. Darkwing plot. Um, or may- maybe Mark goes to hell to find Dark Blood. Dude, I think that would be dude. sick. And that could be seven. That could be seven. Yeah. Um, and then eight is Nolan versus Mark. Yeah. So. I mean, that's that's what I think pretty much. I think next episode is D.A. Sinclair. Episode yeah. seven, I don't quite know. Ezra but Miller. I, yeah, I don't quite know what episode seven is going to be. I just think it's going to end I, I with think, a cliffhanger that we kind of expect. That, and then... Episode eight is going to start with yeah. the big stuff. I think episode seven could be hell. Could be hell. I think that'd I be think cool, it, man. They've been teasing it. Yeah, we'll see. Damien Darkblood is not out of this season yet at all. No, at all. No. No. All right. That's all I got. You, all right. What did you say? Say that again. No more. Damien Darkblood Dark is not out of the season yet. He's absolutely oh, going to okay. be. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I okay. feel like he's got to come back. I don't know if he has to, but he's got to. You know? He's definitely going to. I you was know? surprised he wasn't in episode five. Yeah. I He kind of was, actually, because hmm. it showed flashbacks and stuff of him. Yeah. All right. Final email here. We got it from Mike Barrett. He says, hi, guys. It's Mike Barrett here. I don't have a question. I just want to offer you a huge congrats on how far you've come. I think I discovered the podcast on episode three and was lucky enough to be your first fan spotlight guest on episode 10. And here we are almost at episode 100. I say we because this journey that you guys have taken us on has always been about the fans, community, and the comic book that we all love. Your joy and positivity sets you apart from other pop culture media that seems to want to complain about everything. You really do put on a great show, and I'm proud to refer to the people of this podcast as awesome, to refer people to the podcast as often as I can. Keep what up the great work, and, he, and a huge early congrats on episode 100. Okay, fine. I guess I'll ask a question. In regards to the R rating, episode one was a real slow burn, leaving any notion of an R rating to the last couple minutes. Since then, the show had had multiple R-rated moments, including your first F-bomb recently. As we move forward, are there R-rated moments from the comic you think will not appear in the show for some reason or another? As always, love, Mike. Uh, R-rated moments from the comic that will not appear in the show. I, there's no point not to include them. That's the yeah. thing. I don't, I actually, I wish I had a better answer. Like they definitely won't do this. I don't see what they wouldn't do at this point. 
I think that they're even going to do the thing that people are kind of like up in the air about. They're going to do that. Much, they wouldn't be later. able to. They wouldn't be able to do that like now, but the show is just like the comic. It's going to evolve and get more and more mature by that time, and they're going to be. I think they will. If it gets to that point, now you guys refer. What? How, so, how far into the comic? Issue issue one ten. One ten. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Okay. I think they so will. There, will. there is there is an issue where someone gets sexually harassed or um, what's wrong? Assaulted. 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 Thank you. Sex, sexually assaulted. Um, as to who or what or why or when, I'm not going to spoil that. But I really think that, to your point, I, who said like, it? Ryan, they couldn't do it now, but they can do it oh, like yeah, later. Um, because, like, we watched The Morning Show. Like, mm. that showed a, a rape happening, like, from beginning to end. And it was really fucking difficult to watch. Yeah. But I think that it was done tastefully, but then also in a way that's like, this is fucking, this is like life. Like, this happens, you know? Um and I think that they could do it in a tasteful way. That's my that's the only thing that I think any people have any doubts about them showing. And yeah. I think that they probably will. I mean, other than that, it's just gore. Really? I mean, what? Why? Why not? Which, my God, after this episode, too, yeah. like, <clears throat> yeah, they'll show it. They'll show it all. Holy shit. Yeah. OK, thank you all for li- uh, for sending in your letters. Uh, remember, you can email us at the podcast at Gmail dot com. All right, TJ, you're up to bat. Give it to us. Episode five. Oh, all right then. Uh, yeah, episode five is called That Actually Hurt, which is fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it opens up with two criminals coming out of the back of a warehouse, and they don't really say anything or talk, but... Should we oh. do... Or, <laughs> should we do... Already. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. Should we do initial thoughts first? Sure. Fucking amazing episode. This, it'll be quick, yeah. This is fucking this, amazing. This is my favorite episode. Fav- this, favorite episode by far. It was so good. From uh, I mean, not just action but comedy. The the amount they put into this, the way it was paced, I thought yeah. all of it was so good. It, it, in my head, I'm like, okay, so what? Titan shows up in the beginning of the episode. They fight in the middle of the episode. The end is you know Titan. Yeah, I gotcha. I didn't expect this amount. Of, of stuff in this episode i said mm. after the after it aired that this one felt really long to me because of just mm. how much there was and it just kept going but i loved it um it was out of each episode aside from episode one i think it was the most like to the comic which i like um but even though it was to the comic I was still like we watched it together and I was gasping. I was like, holy yeah. shit. I we was did still surprised, even yeah. though I knew everything. I was still completely shocked and surprised. And yeah. that says everything like, yeah, I can't wait. Like the last episode, don't get me wrong, was great. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking good. But this episode, I can't wait. I think it's almost as impactful as what happened at the end of episode one. Like it was fucking crazy what happens yeah at the the episode one ended and i was like super hyped up for the next one obviously i'm excited for all of them when they end but this is the next one in line where this one ended i'm like holy shit give me the next one right now it it's also perfect pacing because because episode four was all incredible story but Mm -hmm. then they come in with episode five five where they're like oh hold on don't forget we're still fucking crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. then they just kind of realign right that, the, right that mindset. Right off the bat, too. 
The top, so, the top of the episode. All right, TJ, carry on. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, so two criminals come out of the back of a warehouse, and they are very clearly criminals. You can They're smoking a cigarette, and we know that only criminals <laughs> eat cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> far off in the distance, uh, down the alley, you see um, a guy standing there, and it is Titan, and he is in human form, and the fucking beat kicks in and it's Guys. uh make way for the king by ohana bam and it's boom, 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 boom. how many times have you guys listened to this song since watching this episode all all day Dude, all day just so on repeat good. i've been fucking just so like good. walking outside <laughs> boom, 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 it's so good so fuck he starts charging towards the criminals and as he's charging he's changing form into like rock form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh covering his whole body in rock he tackles the uh, criminals through the wall and into the warehouse there's a whole bunch of criminals in there they all get their uh sorry they all get their guns out and they're shooting him bullets are bouncing off of him he's having no trouble at all and he is fucking him up dude. fucking um so, up. so dude, the amount uh, like it this it hits the ground running with the gore in this this some of the craziest kills my God, have you? There's so many. There's so many little things that I missed the first time, and when I watched it again, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, um, the, there's a guy that obviously there's the gun through the forehead. There's mm-hmm. a guy shooting him and getting shooting himself, but there's a guy in between aisles, and he pushes yeah. the aisle and smashes him. The one yeah. guy that's so subtle throws, too. It happens so quickly. Yeah, in the background, and then there's this other guy that he throws at another guy, and he hits him in the chest. And if you look at it, his chest is concaved in with how hard he got thrown yeah. or how hard that guy hit him. Fucking brutal. Dude. So brutal. Oh, so yeah. good. So awesome he just action. Destroys everybody. And he picks up uh, who we think is the last guy. And he picks him up, up by the, the neck. And he says, um, he says, tell Mr. Lou next time I see him on our turf, it's going to be a problem. Basically. Who's Mr. Lou? Will we find out? Yes, I hope. Yes, very yes, soon. Yeah, we'll definitely I mean, obviously out. we will. Yeah. Um, but then he fucking kills him right Snaps there. Snaps his so, neck right after yeah. talking to him. What's that? And then he mm-hmm. turns around oh. and sees like a younger guy that message holding was a for gun you. to him. And he goes, that message was for you. That's not him. so cool. Badass. And then, they, and then he, he shoots shot, him anyway. And, shot in the face. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, what, did he, what does he say? He, he says something along the I'm, lines of like, I'm trying to help you out, kid. Like, yeah. You, yeah. you don't want this life. And then he just shoots him in the in the head. He's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and it breaks him. the rock and you can actually see like his human form underneath. And then he like mm-hmm. reforms and um, he's like, just get out of here. And yeah. then the kid runs away. So, so good. So good. Such an awesome scene. Um, then we get Invincible fighting Kill Cannon. Uh, and it was actually the ending of the first episode where we see him fighting kill cannon it's it's it turns out to be a youtube video of that um that a kid is walk, watching maybe maybe no, i mean it's a it's a no, second it's another it, fight yeah he even says I'll, he, i'm re- I'll, i'm ready for you this I'm time i'm ready for you this time oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So which i fight. think is even better the fact that like yeah. oh yeah the, this it's is an the ongoing thing this is the shit i loved in the comic You'd be reading yeah. an issue, and it's like 20 issues later or whatever it is. It's like, hey, Kill Cannon, one panel. It's just Mark doing his doing his patrol, going around. So have you guys noticed something, or did you notice something about the pacing of this episode, about what it does? I don't know. What is so, it? Oh, it keeps making you think it's one thing, and then it's not? Not quite, no. So 
talking about it, you're going to see it all day. Every other scene is Titan Invincible, Titan Invincible, and it's showing that the the two sides of being a hero or mm. a superpowered person, like Titan obviously doesn't want to be a bad guy, but he is in a situation where his powers, like he needs to use them to be bad. Yep. And then Invincible being privileged and, and being brought up in this world can use his powers for good. And like, so the intro is Titan, doing gang related shit and this and the, the the scene with invincible is him being idolized and like recorded oh my god look at this guy and he's like just want to protect the city like it's it's showing the 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 poverty ridden side of having powers and like the privileged side of having powers it does it the entire yeah. until until the title screen hits it's titan invincible titan invincible and it's good bad good bad good bad well i mean they they come straight out and say that too later on in the episode which we'll get yeah to but, but, but i like says it but yeah. i like how it pl- it, it really plays it. it and it's very drastic cool yep uh, so yeah, the, his fight with kill cannon kind of turns into like a YouTube video type of thing or like an online video that a kid at, uh, the high school is watching and he's like, that's so dope. And I think that that's basically showing that invincible is becoming a superhero kind of like household name. People know mm-hmm. who he is now. Yeah. You, um, you mentioned that during the episode that was really smart. I like that. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. They need to show that, Hey, people recognize this hero, right? He's popular. Um, so then it, it goes to a scene where uh, Mike, Mark is talking to Amber and uh, apologizing for being late for their date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he – so I have a question for you guys. He He's saying, like, I made it up to you. I got you this Japanese cheesecake. And she's like, do you think I'm going to forgive you just because you want all the way downtown? He, he went to Japan. Cheesecake? He went to Japan. Are we, did he though? Yeah, he did. Are we supposed to assume that he went to Japan or did he just go all the way downtown because it takes two seconds for him to do it? You know what I mean? Here's my stance. My initial thought was he went to Japan. Then thinking about it more, he was fighting Kill Cannon downtown. Oh, crap. Uh, I'm running late. I'm going to grab some Japanese cheesecake because I'm already downtown. Bring it to my girlfriend. That's why. That's why. Same thing. That's why I was downtown, because I had to get you cheesecake. Oh, so you're telling me that you went and got cheesecake because you were late. And that's why you're late. And it's like so she calls him out on it. But. But know. she also says just because you went all the way downtown. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I, I agree with what you said. I originally thought Japan, but it could be either. I mean, yeah, it, doesn't it still really could matter, be. But. Um, so, yeah, and then they go off. Um, then we get a scene back to Titan where Titan burns down an apart and an an apartment building uh and the tenants are like dude like what did we ever do to you like they're they're good people and he comes over to them and he and it looks like he's about to like fuck them up and then he pulls out his wallet and he or like a a wad of cash and he's like here take this money go to this location they'll put you guys up for a few weeks Mm -hmm. so and he's just doing it because his boss is telling him to do that Um, i don't think machine had told him to pay them and give them a place to stay no, no, he told oh, her to okay. burn the building I, down. To burn it down. Yeah. Oh, burn, burn it down. down. Okay, just making sure that was clear. Right. Um, back to Invincible. Invincible uh, is fighting a woman with, like, a werewolf head. Yes. We don't know this woman Shoot, from the comics. what was her name? Roar? 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 Roar face. Roar face. So, yeah. so uh, we didn't know this 
character. She's not in the comics. Um, I quickly checked the uh, the episode just went live on Amazon a little bit ago before we started recording. And one of the trivia was that um, Cory Walker nicknamed her Roarface because in the script or whatever, it was just a there. He was fighting someone with, uh, you know, who's had a, a face that was roaring. Roar face. Uh, and he said that she has a collar on that uh, restricts the ability to turn entirely into a werewolf uh, and keeps it only from the neck up, from the collar up. So only her head is affected by the werewolf curse. So awesome. So not to draw parallels again. So in this one, Titan was burning down a building and in Invincibles, he had accidentally destroyed someone's house you're and right. was being idolized as I'm he's seeing. like holding up. He's like, oh, sorry. Like, I'm seeing this. Because he threw Roarface through an apartment right. building. Right, right, exactly. All right. See? Let's see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Go on, next up, uh Next scene, we get uh, in Mark at uh, Burger Mart, and they're standing well, outside, and I, his. I did like him holding up the building that's uh, from issue 18, like right how it starts, and him just holding it, be like, all right, yeah, take your time, get your things, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I've got this, you know. I thought that was Telling cool. the woman to get out, like, sorry, I destroyed your apartment building. Yeah. But it was yeah. just cool seeing that panel from the comic and the way it was even, like, framed and everything looked, looked reminiscent of that. It was cool. Yep. So outside of Burger Mart, uh, Mark is there talking to his boss, Mr. Sayer, and his boss is giving him shit for being 45 minutes late, and he's sick and tired of him being always late. He is always late every time, and Mark is just straight up like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I don't care anymore. I quit. And his boss is like, how dare you? Like, like kind of like freaking out, like pissed off. And then uh, Mark just flies away. So and then he gone. flies away and is no longer employed at Burger Mart. That easily he was able to quit his job. Wait, that easily. Why are you saying that? Oh, I don't know. He, the next? he he keeps talking about oh, like this privilege okay. with, with Invincible. Got it. Um, can and this might even play in a little bit to what you're what you're getting at here, Bill. At this point in the episode, I was like, Mark's acting different. He's super arrogant. He's very cocky. Like this episode is really playing up the fact that he's. I'm unstoppable, man. I'm un- I'm invincible. You can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. You know, screw this. I'm gonna quit. I don't need this. I can. I you know I do whatever I want. When it get when it comes to Titan, several things like this is beneath me. Nolan's stressing that point. This is beneath you, and it's all this. It's kind of getting to his head, and you could see where you've got Titan telling him one thing, Debbie mm-hmm. telling him another, Nolan telling him another, and it's all kind of pushing his ego one way or the other. And so I think that's a big part of this episode as well. Sorry. All right, and now we get uh, a scene where Titan is holding a guy off of a roof, and he's saying, like, you need to pay up. You need to pay my boss. You know, he's, you know, look, you owe owe him money. And the guy's like, please, man, like, here, just take everything I have and, like, throws his wallet to him. Again, he's, like, being held upside down by his ankle over, over you know, on top of a roof Mm -hmm. um, about to get dropped. And... Titan looks like he's about to drop him, opens up the wallet and sees that this guy has a family. He sees pictures of his uh, of his family in his wallet and he kind of throws him back onto the roof and was like, just, you know, you need to you need to pay. He, he didn't throw him off the roof. Can I point out something that's probably a coincidence? Sure. Unless I'm yeah. wrong. The guy that he was holding upside down off the roof, the redheaded guy, his name, his name was Gary. Yeah, I thought that was coincidence, too. Similar to a point in the comics where a redheaded guy named Gary is held upside down off a roof and then thrown back onto the roof. 
So are we I thinking think that's that still that's... gonna happen in the episode or in the animated series? I can't see that happening to our Amber. That whole storyline. But I don't, think so. I don't know. I don't could. know. But this is a little bit of a coincidence. So I don't know if it's gonna happen. Could just be a coincidence. Okay. So that's all. Um. All right. Now we get Nolan and Mark holding a guy oh up God. in the air. Oh my uh, God. Holding in this in kind of the same Damn fashion. Bill, you're right. He's holding someone else upside down by his leg. I give yeah. up. I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah. that I got. I mean, I agree with Bill. Like, it's very apparent that it, and it does go back and that, forth between the two. Titan tries to quit his fucking job and is harassed into not being able to. Yeah. When Mark was just able to. Like, it's, it's, yeah. they're so clear. Yeah. Shut up, TJ. I think you can't disagree with me when it's fact. <laughs> Yeah. Brian Go agrees on. with me. But that's kind of a reach. I saw it on his face. No way. Um, yeah, look at that face. You agree. Um, all right. So, again, Mark is holding in a similar fashion uh, a, a criminal high up in the air by his ankle, up, ankle upside down. And Nolan is there kind of coaching him as he has been and saying, like, Mark, you got to make it believable. You have to make it make it look like you're actually going to drop him. <laughs> And he's like, but that that seems mean. And then no one's like, here, I'll, let me show you. And then he grabs oh the ankle, takes the ankle from Invin- from Mark or from Invincible and immediately lets go. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the comedic timing of it, too, oh was God. fucking perfect. Yeah, he's like, here, let me show you. And he just drops him instantly. Yeah. So yeah. good. And then, and then he's, go- he's, he's falling like, for so like, long. Okay, but he's like, OK, but you're going to catch him, right? And the whole time that they're talking, you can hear the guy's scream getting like further and further away. And he was like, yeah, eventually we laughed so hard at this. It mm-hmm. was so good. Yeah. And then it went for a while too. You can, you continuously oh heard him God. screaming. Yeah. Um, back at the school, uh, Mark is running late to class and he's running down the hallways, trying to get to class on time. Uh, and he is stopped in the hallway hallway by principal Winslow, who is voiced by Reginald Val Johnson, who was okay. So if if you guys haven't, I'm sure the majority of the people already know of you know listeners already know this, but the school where Mark attends is Reginald Val Johnson High, high school. Reginald Val Johnson is the the father from Family Matters, mm-hmm. who was um, Carl Winslow. Mm-hmm. The principal is Principal Winslow. Looks exactly like Carl Winslow. Looks like Reginald Val Johnson. And is, I mean, that was from the comic. That was normal yeah. from the comic. But they actually got Reginald Val Johnson incredible, to man. voice Principal Winslow. Fucking perfect. It's so, Fucking it's so cool. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was just a quick little thing. Not much story there. All he says is, you know, if you plan on attending college, we need to talk about your attendance. And they go and talk, go into the... Um, into his office. And Mark and says, like, what, well, if, what I if I don't, I don't yeah. plan on going to college? How was it? Yeah. Uh, Titan breaks into like a lab where he steals a microchip and a whole bunch of, a bunch of security guards like come and they, they have uh, guns to him and they say, and he says, listen, if minimum wage is worth your lives, then we can do this. But otherwise you can, you know, put your gun, shoot your guns in the air and we can all walk out of this happy and alive. Mm-hmm. And they all put their guns in the air because they see he's a fucking beast. Put their guns in the air and start shooting to simulate, like, to show that, oh, like, maybe they're we tried. trying to take him down. But, yeah. I mean, if if an investigator comes in yeah, and is like, yeah. why, are, why is all the bullets, like, I mean, 
Yeah, Damien Darkblood would get to the bottom of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so he steals the, micro, the microchip and walks out. Uh, next scene, we get um, Mark texting Amber about being late, and he's like oh, in costume, scene. and he's he's like in the middle of the city. You can't really see anything around him. It's like a a full headshot. And as he's texting, we can see the text messages on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm late." And she's like, it, "It's fine. Just make sure that you're not late for um, dinner with my mom this week." And the whole time that he's texting, he's getting hit in the back with like a metal beam brick. and he doesn't even flinch and he mm-hmm. like a brick and then a, a and then mailbox a mailbox i think he gets hit with a car too doesn't he or something no like it's really big no the mailbox is the last thing um and it's just not even phasing him and yeah. it's just really funny so, i thought a, a really cool like thing that i don't want to go unnoticed is that when they're texting it's auto-correcting yeah. some of the words or auto-filling, and I just think that that's a really cool like thing. So great yeah. job. To and whoever, then he even auto-corrects himself and puts like yeah. an R next to it. Yeah, yeah whoever, whoever like uh, wrote that and edited it and did that, I think that was really a really cool like touch to make it seem more real. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. hers show up fully typed, you know, because that wouldn't make sense for to show her typing up. Right. Um, so at this point, I think it was at this point because I don't know if there's going to be much more. But at this point, we're getting the the feeling from Amber that Mark is late all the time. And there's some, you know, some, you know, drama there. And last episode, they had their first date and first kiss. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, she's, you know, getting fed up with him for how late he is all the time. So we'll, we'll two, talk about this. Yeah. Well, three but well three months they don't, they don't say that yet but at this point when we're watching it i'm like this feels odd so but go on i don't, I don't think it feels odd i think that it felt appropriate because like she can't keep getting ditched and then just be like this is normal you know what i mean yeah but what i'm saying is once she says it's been three months then i was like oh okay this is great yeah. It was weird up until that point, though, because last episode they had this first kiss. They were so happy. They went on their first date. Now we watch the next episode. He's late all the time. Why are you late all the time? And it's like, wow. I mean, how much I time has it, passed? I didn't. I, I didn't. It as I didn't assume that time had passed. So it felt weird to me. OK. Yeah. But once I know, I mean. Right. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, next, we get Titan, uh, who goes to meet his boss, and we meet Machine Head and his, like, side lackey isotope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Machine Head, when he talks, is so, so cool. He talks in, like, this auto-tune type of, um, like, broken, um, like, distorted kind of machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so good. It's awesome how he It was is. a cool way to show that he's, like, fully digital. You know what yeah. I mean? Like from the neck up, because you can't really have him just sound like robot. You know what I mean? Right. And have like a digital voice at some points, though. It sounded very sing songy. Like I like, like that, though. I almost like like, like he's like, I'm going to turn you into a driveway or like I'm going to like yeah, to grab right. my driveway. I was like, that sounded like he was like making a fucking song. <laughs> I, like, I didn't because I like the reason why I liked that was because it was like you said, Bill, in the moment he was screaming and he was pissed off and he just sounded kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I, like, so, I thought, Bill, is that because 
auto tune like that just reminds you of songs or is it because yeah you know what i, I mean because I, I didn't think i didn't i don't know i thought you i liked hear, it no i liked it and i definitely agree it sound at, at, at times it was like okay i know this is auto-tune because it sounds yeah. like auto-tune from a song yeah it just it's at some points but i think that's was, more of a, a a bad thing against songs that use auto-tune versus this oh, it is you know yeah, what i mean no, i'm Bill, are you saying that you didn't that you didn't like it? You thought it was bad? I'm saying that I liked it when it was subtle, but I didn't like it when he was like really melodic in his voice, like when he was like, Oh, I'll turn you long, into gravel. Long like so it was ah boop 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 boop. Bo. So when you have that kind of like, you know, melody in your voice and you put an auto-tune filter over it, it sounds like he's fucking being like and he's like he's writing a song. About to sing it. And it, it took <laughs> I think it, took, it was I think it was they were meant to do that though. I I I guess so. I guess so. I think what they only meant happened to do when is, he was like pissed off and it's like I don't so know. You think, you it really starts was, like you think it was supposed to sound ridiculous, not that I think it was, it suppo- was supposed yeah. to sound Yeah, I did. Mm. I loved mm-hmm. it. I thought it was cool. Um Yeah, so Titan delivers the chip that he stole from the lab uh to Machine Head. Machine Head takes it and like puts it in the side of his of his head. Like again, his whole head is a machine. Uh and he like gets like super powered up. We don't really know what it's doing. We just know that it like amped him up in some some sort of way. Mm -hmm. Um Titan says, all right, like I paid my debt. I'm done. Like I'm out. I'm I don't work for you anymore. And Machine Head's like, uh yeah, you do. He's like, you, this is what you do. What are you going to go get a normal job? That's not you. You're you're like with with your superpowers, like you're a killer. And he's like, and you need the money. And Titan kind of reaffirmed like, no, like I'm done. I'm out. And he goes, um, Machine Head's like, listen, I know where your family is. I know where your family lives. I own you. And then Titan like breaks, uh, like he goes to – like hit machine head or so you think. And then he just comes down and breaks uh, his desk and he's like machine heads. Like that's exactly why I'm not letting you go. You're too much of a, a beast. Plus this desk was, now you need, uh, to, now you need to pay for this desk. Imported, import, imported Italian maple. That <laughs> <laughs> was mm-hmm. funny. Um, next scene, uh, Mark is trying to push and stop an Android from hitting earth. And an Android. Interesting. Uh, an android, an mm. asteroid, mm. Uh, and Nolan is just again just there with his arms folded, kind of training him to on what to do. And Mark is struggling with it, but he figures it out. He he ends up stopping it, and then Nolan's like, "All right, now just throw it back into space." And Mark, you know, punches like gets a good grip on it and throws it back into space. And then Nolan's like, "That was actually a uh, kind of a small one." And Mark's like, "That was a small one." He's like. Yeah, I, you should have seen the one that I stopped a few years back. It was uh, the size of Texas, which I thought was cool because I remember in the news a few years ago, there was an asteroid that w- that they were talking about was going to be in Earth's vicinity yeah. that was the size of Texas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of years ago. So I thought that was kind of a cool call out. Um, which I didn't miss anything here. Uh, next scene, again – Mark is late, but this one is the big one. It was he missed his dinner with Amber's mom, and Amber is pissed. And she's like, Am I important to you, Mark? You you don't prioritize me. You always have excuses. You you always try to like make up 
for things, you know, by bringing me cheesecake and by, you know, taking me to fairs and stuff. But you're not prioritizing me the way that you should be. And Mark just says, like, I know, like, I understand that you're totally right. I'm just having I'm struggling right now prioritizing family things that he's got a lot of things going on in his family and he's having trouble prioritizing it. And she just basically says, like, well, dude, like you need you need to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or she's, not, she's is, like, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gonna like, this again. isn't gonna work. Did and you think stops her? And he's like, No, listen, like I'm, and you, you know, it's kind of alluding to him. He's about to tell her, like I'm invincible, but he doesn't, and he backtracks and he says, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better. And she says, Well, you better. I actually thought he was gonna tell her in this scene, I, because. It's the same. It's the same thing. Like, how many times can he be late? And it shows. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've got fucking every scene with Mark so far is him being late with Amber, and it just makes you. It makes him seem like an asshole. Yeah, this was and also like where she said that this was the big one. This was the dinner with my mom. This was, uh, you know, three months now, Mark, and you know that's when she drops that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next scene, we get Mark is outside walking home. And he kicks a rock because he's frustrated and it <laughs> flies into the air. Uh, Nolan it, calls it, him. It damages the tip of a house. Yeah. Like it breaks off the tip of a house. Uh, Nolan calls him and says, tells him that the elephant is robbing a store downtown. Um, and it would be good practice for him to kind of um, just go and stop him. And then you hear, uh, and I was kind of confused on this on what I heard at, at first, but you hear apparently uh, the elephant man's elephant man like screeching in the background of the phone yeah yeah mm-hmm. mark doesn't want to do it he puts the phone to the side and in, in that moment you hear elephant you know trumpet <laughs> off, over elephant, the, not elephant man over over the phone great so funny um then we get a scene where uh titan goes home and he's uh he's you know very clearly in like a um what's the word apartment <laughs> like yeah but like not just apartment, but <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> is that what you thought i was going for yes i didn't know if you knew what you were trying to say <laughs> like a slum like a yeah like i was like thank you bill you understood where i was going but like <laughs> no it's just lack an apartment. Of a better term it's, just, it's it not just an like apartment though it's not like an apartment like like you live in an apartment it's like i was i was i was Drawing to the fact that he is very poor, low there, income housing, it very looks, low, it could, it very low be. income, very yeah. poor. Um, you know, yeah. So his he goes there and um, it shows his daughter, it shows his wife. You know, his daughter gives him a big hug. He lives in a very loving home, um, and that's the first that we we see of that. That yeah, the, I mean, like he's a real human being. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she even says, mm-hmm. "Oh, you got my text." And then his wife's like, "Well, at least we know we have service then still." Like yep. eluding that obviously. And she even says, "So so we're not out, are we?" You know what I mean? Like talking about machine I like, like she knows. She knows. About I, I, like I didn't that. catch that the first time I watched the episode. I didn't quite yeah, get she, what she meant. She knows that he is, you know, doing what he's doing for Machine Head and mm-hmm. that they wanted to get away from him. And she's like, so we're not out yet, are we? And he's like, it's complicated. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. she gets like pissed off. Then um, he goes up to the terrace, like outside of their building, outside of their window. And his daughter comes out and wants to sit with him. She looks up and she says, um, 
look, a superhero, mm-hmm. and you see Invincible carrying the elephant by his trunk, mm-hmm. just like flying down, uh, <laughs> down the street. Uh, and the daughter's sitting with, with Titan and says, um, you know, calls him out and, um, oh, sorry. Actually, that's later. I'm getting ahead of myself. He says, uh, she says, what's his name? And Titan says, he calls himself, and then we get the title screen, Invincible with the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. splat. Um, next scene, we get Debbie, who finds Damien's notebook. She, like, grabs the notebook, and she breathes, and you can see the cold air. So, like, his mm-hmm. presence like kind of around the notebook it's very cool like it's a very it's a haunting kind of feeling you know what i mean like damien's from hell he is a demon mm-hmm. he, it is scary like it's not you know it's cool also the notebook the 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 front of it is the book of the dead it's it's obviously a wink to the ne- necronomicon, necronomicon from the evil dead series mm-hmm. i thought like that i thought that was such a fucking cool little thing mm-hmm. which did we see that in the other episodes or did we always think see so. it flipped over with him writing in it yeah i think that's where it was which is why yeah. i think it would have been nice if we had seen that cover and then uh, you know in a previous episode and then at the end of episode four you see the cover up on top of something you know in the closet mm-hmm. um so she starts going through the notebook and she sees like all these theor- all the theories that damien had uh, and all these writings and scribblings, and in the center of one of the pages, it says costume, and it's circled multiple times. Uh, and well, then, it says DNA yeah. on it. Yeah, yep. I paused um, it on there because I was like curious to see what else it said. One of the tabs, uh, <clears throat> or one of the posts, it says Utah, and it was like, that's an interesting thing, oh, because in Guardians. the comic, it, yeah. the, it was in Utah. It's not in the show. Yeah. Um, and then in and then another one was orchid and it said the word orchid, which are the I want to say the white flowers all over the Grayson household. Mm. I have a problem with this. I think that it is so obvious that if Nolan had blood all over his fucking costume, that the they would have checked the DNA on it. I think that that's really really like dumb to why do you think have that be because he's covered in blood and he's like you don't think that they would take samples of all the blood that was on there especially if cecil thought that it was nolan the entire time or do you just think that he doesn't care didn't he already knew cecil didn't think that until damien brought it to him way later and by that time nolan already got costume back which we get a flashback to which was one, in the global so, defense agency so, like so it let, was let there me, let me just say this let me just say this so that we can get past this um once she sees the notebook and she sees costume circled we get a flashback to i believe it was episode two where we even called this out on the podcast where we thought it was kind of like weird and out there where uh when nolan kind of was revived and was leaving the hospital he looked at the receptionist and says um I want my costume. It's mine. It's government property. Give it to me. Now that kind of makes sense because he knew that that was evidence. So uh, go ahead, Bill. But, what were you saying about this point? Which would have known it was evidence. Like, yeah. obviously, it's fucking evidence. I, I just. But, but Nolan knows that it's evidence, but Cecil didn't even suspect 
didn't even couldn't even think of that it was known so, at that time. I disagree. I one thousand yeah. percent disagree. So Cecil even says that he knew that it was Nolan and that he just needed to no, know he didn't. why. He never said that. He, he, he Damien called it out and was like, four. "Dude, like, yeah." But that he Damien came to him in epi- the end of episode two when he was like, "I don't want to hear your stupid theories anymore." And then that's when he was like, "Put put a surveillance on the Grayson home." No, I, I Ryan, what do you think? Because <sighs> I think that when they found Nolan and they found everybody dead. I don't think he was thinking it was Nolan. I think that the costume comes off. We're trying to save Nolan's life. A day or two passes. Maybe they didn't think to test it yet. That's the headcanon that only makes sense. Because then otherwise, you're right, Bill. Then why wouldn't they test it? So they just didn't. So we have to assume they didn't. My bigger concern, or not concern or whatever, but the bigger bigger thing is there was blood everywhere. Everybody's Mm -hmm. blood everywhere. That doesn't prove anything. So I'm curious about I that. Mean, Not only that, but why are you keeping the costume in your that's house? What I was say. That's you what know? I was say. Okay, I mean, he could have launched it into space. That's what he I mean. He could have flew it to the sun. Could, here's what I'm going to say, and here's why I still think that it's stupid. And just let it be stupid. It's, 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 it was missed. Dark, Darkwing, War Woman, none of them would really have all of the DNA from every single guardian on them. Nolan's costume has everyone's blood on it. Like why? Yeah. But, but red rushes only has his on it. War woman's might have Nolan's on it. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but so if, no, war woman's, if war woman has Nolan's DNA on her fucking knuckles and stuff, like, come on, I, no, come on, Bill, I, come on. Bill. I should fucking investigate this. <laughs> no, Bill. The problem with what you were saying is you don't know. And we don't know what the fuck it means yet. We don't, yeah, you're like, the oh, thing. well, the DNA is on there. I know exactly what they're going to find on there. And it's stupid what they're going to find on there because it should be everywhere else too. You don't know what they're yeah. going to find on For there. All we we know, don't know why you the know significance what? in the costume. Perhaps, we don't know perhaps it's just because maybe uh, Damien Darkblood needed to touch it so he could see the whole picture. That's something that we don't know it, the significance you know I mean? of the like, costume yet. He we was just touching, know that it's important. He was touching blood or pieces of stuff. And That's the only thing that makes sense, then. That's so, the only thing that makes which sense. Which would also because, bring Damien Darkblood back into the show, because we need to get him he, the costume. It, like he, when he touched Red Rush's brains, he saw what happened to him. When he touched yeah. the crushed green crystal from Green Ghost, he yeah. saw what happened to her. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point, Ryan, is that maybe he needs to touch and his why costume. Else, why else show that ability if it wasn't going to come back? There we go. Loaded gun. There Hold we on. go. See, there we go. Moving thanks on. Thanks to my fucking moving argument. On. There we go. We got Hold it. Hold on. I'm sorry. Not moving on just yet because I have a question about that theory. Jamie and I already knows that it was Nolan. He already knows. True. So what would that significance as be? Does, as does Cecil. As as does. Yeah. So like, why would they call that, that power back? Guys, when we, we just don't know. know. We, we just don't evidence. know. We need more. <laughs> we just don't know. All right. <laughs> moving on. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, Nolan catches her, like, with the notebook, too, and she kind of, like, passes it off. Um, or he doesn't catch her with the notebook. Yeah. She puts it behind her back, and, and yeah. then they just, like, change the subject. This was a great scene, by the way. Um, like, yeah. Go ahead, TJ. Uh, but do you have anything else you want to say about that scene? Cause I'm about no, to no, no, I, th- I think the next one. Okay. Uh, so Eve's, Eve is at home, and she's talking with her parents, and her parents are arguing with her about breaking up with Rexplode. Um, and they they basically say like, the only reason why we were okay with you doing this superhero thing is because we knew that Rex was doing it with you and he can like look out for you. And she's like, dude, like 
they're like screaming at her for it. They're screaming back and forth. And then she's like, finally, like, well, Rex cheated on me. And then her father was like, well, guy, all guys make a, make mistakes. Forgive him. Don't be, uh, you know, or dude. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. don't, he be, said, uh, don't be a, and he was about to call her a bitch. Bitch. Yeah. Um, and she oh. like starts to tear up a bit. And then awesome. he like calms down and he's like, listen, you're an 18 year old girl. You can't keep doing this bullshit on your own. Uh, and Eve flips out and she, she's like, I can rearrange atoms on a mon- molecular level. And she's like changing the room around her. Thank like, you. Kind of like a like a back the fuck off biatch. Preach. Preach. Um, and it says, I don't even know if I want to be a part of this anymore. And and they're like, thank God. And she's like, I don't even know if I want to be a part of this family anymore. And then she like storms off. Storms off. She creates a door in the wall. By cutting their family photo in half. Yeah. And then yeah. and then the dad says, don't you leave that door there? Like, Dude, thank I, you. So Eve, Eve can can do anything with her power. She can manipulate atoms and do anything that she wants to. I'm so glad it was established. I. Yeah, that's the first time that we actually expect, understand what she's doing. I did not expect this scene at all. I did not expect Dude, to I, see the I, parents. And I love that we got her saying what her powers are. Yeah, I mean, the, the 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 throwback to like her relationship with Rex. I mean, this whole scene, again, this is what this episode was to me, where it was like, here's a ton of cool stuff. And there's even more mm-hmm. of this stuff later on. I mean, I loved it. That was really awesome. Eve's, Eve's dad is a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And... Here's another great example of of them showing it in the show in a different way that wasn't in the comic book. Like him saying that him saying, get back together with your boyfriend that cheated on you because like he's better than you. Like what a fucking misogynist asshole. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then Eve tearing up. It was tragic. It was. Oh, my God. So good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fuck him, though. Such an asshole. Then we get a scene where Invincible uh, is flying um, and the song Alive by Battle Battle Tapes mm-hmm. is playing. Um, he's flying up high in the air. He He's, you know, flying next to an airplane and he sees a little girl in the window and he waves. Uh, then he's kind of flying a little closer to this. I'm sorry. Is this the song that sounded like Tron? Like it was like digital? Yeah, I think like so. it was a little bit more. It sounded very Tron like yeah. another great fucking song. This yep. this episode. Five songs, man. Five music, songs in this one. It's crazy. The way they use music in the in this whole series is great. Yeah. Um, then Invincible kind of flies down. He's flying a little closer, like above the city. And he sees on top of one of the buildings, it's spelled out Invincible, but it's missing the first letter I and the last letter E. Um but it's like in yellow, you know, so mm-hmm. he flies down and he sees that uh, Titan is there waiting for him and says he's like he, he talks about like how he, you missed a couple letters. And he's like, well, paint is expensive and you have a lot of letters. You got a long ass name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he thinks that Titan is just trying to pick a fight. He's like, you're the guy that I fought, you know, a while back, back in episode one. Um and he's like, yeah, but I'm not, he's like, I'm not a criminal. He's like, he's, and this he, was Mark he, at like peak arrogance. Like, oh, so yes. you came for a rematch then, huh? Well, well, it's not going to end good for you. You know what I mean? Like just being yeah. like, he's like, I didn't come here for a fight. And he's like, yeah, because you know, I'd win. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm just somebody who's, you know, I have a bad boss and I want you, I want you to help me take him down. Mm-hmm. And then again, with the arrogance, Mark is like kind of saying this is above me like go get fight force to 
to help you. Yeah. And that's when Titan calls him out. And so I was like, oh, like, you don't understand what goes on down here. You're some spoiled little rich boy from the suburbs. You don't you don't know what actually happens, like Mm -hmm. what crime is. Um, He says, says, let let me show you what you don't see from up there. Mm -hmm. He's like, right now we get the uh, we get the carrying. Yep. So him. we get he's like cradling him like a baby, uh, flying. Uh, Invincible is cradling Titan like a baby and flying, and then Titan is like, "This is some bullshit." <laughs> uh, Which is a great like it still captured the essence of what made that part in the comic funny. so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't very PC what they did in the comic now, you know, and I think they handled it great. I think that I'm still I'm glad it was still made fun of. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so Titan starts to explain as we're watching the scene unfold as well um, that <clears throat> Machine had o- Machine had owns a garbage company, and they use the garbage company to kind of smuggle drugs and to, to deliver drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Machine had owns certain blocks of apartment buildings, um, and he will pay off the inspectors. So that they don't like come in and like so he doesn't have, have to fix, fix anything, anything. Yeah. and then he'll burn them down just for the insurance money. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care if anybody's inside while it's burning down. Mm-hmm. So that kind of alludes back to what Titan was doing yep. earlier in the episode. He was burning down the apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then, so machine machine had an isotope come out of a building, mm-hmm. and Mark's like, "Which one's machine head?" <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Mark. Yeah, and, he's like, and then they like look at each other, and he's like, "I'm just kidding," um, but yeah, I love that part. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Isotope teleports uh, um, Machine Head away. Um, this is riveting. Titan <laughs> and <laughs> shit. Titan is a there's a there's a fucking a fuck ton to this episode. All right. Uh, Titan and him have a real conversation, a, a good conversation about how, you know, think about think about it, like actually helping real people with real lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, think think about that the next time you're fighting an elephant man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Invincible asks him, like, why are you doing this? He's like, he's like, you're doing this for you. And he's like, I'm not doing this for me. And then it shows him run up to his daughter and his wife, basically showing Invincible that this is a human guy and he doesn't want to be bad. He's just caught up in a bad situation. Is that the, is that where they run at, where they, where they're coming out of and where he meets them at, is that the, um, the shelter that Amber Yes, is? because there's okay. a line coming up where she says that that place, it starts with a B, it, you know, it was, was like, like a second, it, it was like a second home. And then when Mark asks Titan about that place, he says, yeah, that place is like a second home. They Mm -hmm. use the same line twice, which was weird. Is it it possible that that's a loaded gun, Ryan? That that place could potentially be destroyed? No. (laughs) No. No, I think it's just showing the connection. And and if if it was intentional, which I assume it was, that just kind of triggers for Mark that this this person cares about this place. um, And now this person cares about this place they come from the same home in a, in a sense and it, it pushes him over this edge because that's right then and there where he agrees to help to <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Uh, next scene, we get Mark, who is telling Nolan and Debbie at the dinner table all about his interaction with Titan and how Titan wants his help. The entire conversation between Mark and uh, Nolan, Debbie is just sitting in the middle of them and just staring off into space. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nolan is against Mark helping Titan. He says, like, you don't know you know, who this Titan guy is. He could be taking it. He's just taking advantage of you at best. Um, or he could be playing you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and Nolan or Mark is saying like, no, like, I think he's just caught up in a bad situation. Like he has a family. He doesn't want to be in this situation. And then they asked Debbie, like, what are your thoughts? And she's like, well, not everybody is always what they seem. And then she kind of like glances <laughs> over at Nolan and Nolan's uh, like, yeah, and, see, you're yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. But then she's like, but it's never a waste of anybody's time to, to help somebody mm-hmm. uh, or it's never beneath you to help somebody. Yeah, because that's what Nolan was saying. Nolan was like, no, what you, you don't save people. You save billions of people. You stop asteroids and everything like that. You don't well, help just a one couple person. scenes prior. He was helping. He was like stopping the elephant from again. I think that that was yeah. Omni-Man like flying home and it's like, huh, here's the elephant trying to rob a uh, or rob a store. Hey, Mark, yeah. get down here. Come, come, come step on these ants. Like, that's what it yeah. felt like to me. Yeah. Um, actually, I think it's funny how Nolan was actually right this time, though. How he was like, he's probably manipulating you and going to use you. And it's funny because he was right and wrong. He he was right, but he was wrong about what he was saying, or you know, um, how he was saying. Mark did say behind what he was saying. Mark did ask his mom to pass the potatoes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So there are little things like that's why I think the whole Gary thing of holding Gary off the roof, maybe it doesn't happen. And maybe that was their way of doing it because I have noticed like little things here and there that they do allude to the comics. Yeah. And the past the potatoes was definitely alluding to the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Because he could have it could have been any food. But, you know, if they need a scene where Mark says pass the food, why not make it potatoes? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then next scene, we get the teen team for the first time, uh, and they're kind of strutting into, uh, the, uh, Guardian the guardians, layers, guardians, not the teen team, <laughs> right? Now they're the guardians, yeah. the new guardians, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, they're coming into, uh, I can't get it myself by Ace alone. Mm. hope I'm saying that right. Oh, the uh, song. yeah, it's, it's called, I can't get it myself by Ace alone. Um, they're celebrating because, you know, they, they break out beer and everything, which beer was never allowed in the, in the, in the guardians like sanctum. Uh, but Rex was like, yeah, that was the first thing I changed. And they're like passing out the beers. They shrinking Ray goes to give a beer to, uh, to Amanda, Amanda or monster girl and kind of hesitates. And then she's like, dude, like I'm 25. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, just re- remember this moment. Was this episode with, Eve with her parents the first time they said the name Samantha because they called her Samantha yeah I think so okay yeah. sorry I we, we said uh, Amanda and Monster no, Girl no it's not because they don't I call her Samantha does at William, school does William I say that's well, Samantha nope. they call her Eve at school which because I remember uh, yeah, maybe, I remember maybe. somebody online or somewhere being like why aren't they calling her Samantha like they're all calling her Eve but well she did say only her parents called talk- her <laughs> no while well, they were talking when when Mark first talked to her, the first conversation they ever had where she was like, oh, that's kind of um, um, optimistic, isn't it, to call yourself invincible? When she was introducing herself, she was like, yeah, they all call me um, 
like I'm Adam Eve. But everybody calls like, me Adam Eve. Eve. But everybody calls me Eve. But everybody calls me Eve anyways. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because it's a real name. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't but think nobody calls her Samantha. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think anyone new to Invincible knew that her first name is Samantha. Right. Until now. Sorry, but yeah, they're um, passing out the beer and everything like that. I loved celebra- this scene. Yeah, they're I celebrating love- the fact that uh, they stopped the, Ligger- the Lizard League from turning everybody in the city into snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they're having a good time. And then Black Samson, um, like, turns his, like, wrist, whatever, and it, it shoots high frequency into the air, and it breaks all of the uh, the beer bottles. And they're like, what the hell? And he's like, he's pissed off because – they could have done a lot better. And he's like, how many people did he say? Like 20, he said we some, could have 22 worked, people are in the hospital right now. There's two dozen in the hospital. He says mm-hmm. we, we, we could have been working like a team instead of working like six assholes or something like that. Yeah. Six individuals like that, that were just doing their and own it's, thing. It's and cool then, that he breaks it up. Like he, and, and like he, he talks about how like Rex actually should have saved this bus of people and how monster girl could have helped with that and how they're there to save lives, not beat bad guys. Yeah. And how and like, you know, I like how they, yeah brought up he actually brought up an actual simulation like a virtual reality type thing and he was like yeah this is what you could have done mm-hmm. like you see this bus right here you weren't even paying attention to that and yeah and then rex is like well what could we have done and he's like well you could have taken out the tires and then monster could have went over and then stopped the bus but now yeah. you just guys just let it crash because you weren't paying attention like I, I thought it was cool that he actually brought and it was up, neat uh, seeing um king uh king uh, lizard com- yeah com- is it King Lizard? King Komodo. Komodo. King Komodo. King Komodo. King Komodo. No, yeah. no, there's Not Komodo King Dragon, Komodo. and I think it is King Lizard. I think it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. And then yeah. I liked how Black Samson actually like was flexing his I'm an actual hero. Like yeah. I've been doing this guardian or you know, I'm a I've been a guardian for fucking years. Like, and he was so right. And he like even Robot would just sat there and was like Oh yeah, dude. Uh, when yeah. he when he like called out uh, uh, shrinking ray, and he's like, yeah, and shrinking ray, you could have done the blah 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 uh, to stop uh, uh, King Lizard from using his snake gun or whatever he called it. And she's like, uh, snake orator or whatever it was called. And she shrinks and a little, she shrinks bit, a little bit. Oh my yeah, gosh, like, that, that subtle yeah. thing was really cool. But then yeah, good. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. He's kind of being like putting them in their place, and he's right, and even duplicates. Like you know, he has a point. Rex blowed, you know, talks, 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 talks shit again. And, and then, off. yeah, Amanda saying, you know, as always, I'm the only one who sacrifices anything here because I am now a, a, a week younger than I was yesterday Two. or something. Yeah. No, one week. Yeah. She's one week. Yeah. So do, did we actually know how fast she de-ages? I mean, There's I think, no it, science to it, yeah, I think it depends on how long she's in monster form and it just... No, I, I don't I don't think so. I think I think this is the first time in comic or show that we have an actual amount of time that we know she loses when she transforms. I'm pretty but sure in the comic it says know. the amount of time she's in monster form is the amount of time she ages backwards. Really? Then why did she de-age a week? She lost a week. I don't remember that in the because, comic. Oh, I see what you're saying, Bill. Yeah, she said she like she's like I'm a week yeah. younger because of because of this. I'm the yeah. only one who lost anything. Maybe. Interesting. Um, but anyways, yes, Amanda makes that comment and she she's starting to walk away, and then Black Samson looks at uh, Robot and was like, "Do you believe these guys?" And then Robot, looking at Amanda walk away. She go. He goes, yeah, like some of them. Basically mm-hmm. saying like, he's starting to have a little, have some feelings towards Amanda. I think. 
I love fucking Zachary Quinto in this episode yeah. he, as robot. He's so good. Like some of them, like just yeah, his, yeah. oh my God, I love the tone of his voice <laughs> and like how he doesn't have any expression and yet he's they, they emoting so fucking that. well. That, 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 yeah. the, the way he expresses in the comic book with the, you know, the panels matching and that, that, that skull look on the, in the mask, they they did such a good job of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, up or next scene starts out with Debbie doing the dishes in the kitchen and, and just straight up says, like, where do you get off talking to Nolan? Where do you get off telling Mark that, you know, helping these people is beneath him? And he's like, he's again, Nolan brings up the same points that he did during dinner. Like, I just don't want him to be taken advantage of. Um uh, and this is Debbie like coming out, coming at him again, similar to last episode with, yeah, with challenging him. Yeah. With Nolan saying things like, well, you wouldn't understand. You don't have superpowers. And she's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like you came to Earth and you knew nothing about what it was like to be a human. About, you knew nothing about humans. You knew nothing about our society. And you knew nothing about what we wanted as a people. Mm-hmm. And I showed you all I, of that. I, I taught what you how you think. I taught you how to be human. What makes you think that I couldn't do the same thing for Mark? And he's like, well, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, yeah. Kinda she like, puts him in his place again. Yeah. It's great. Um, I taught you what it means to be human. Um, then Nolan is concerned that Mark is not listening to him. He's like, oh, I'm just concerned that he's listening to this guy, but he's not listening to me. I, I, I mean us. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a dynamic there where he that, feels like he's losing Mark. Yeah, and him saying that this is all just happening so fast, he didn't think it would be so hard. They agree that they're both in, you know, they have Mark's best interest at heart and they kind of hog and and make up. Uh, Next scene, we get Eve and Mark um, talking about Eve's issues with her parents, but she doesn't go into too much detail. She's still not really openly talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Amber comes over and starts talking to them about uh, volunteering later that night uh, and telling Mark, like, don't be late. It's at this time. Can you say um, it, Bill? Hmm? Can you say it? I called it. That. Come on. What? Called Last, what? That Eve was going to get her appreciation oh, for helping yeah. out people you through, even through Amber. To that. You even reacted to that when we were watching it. You threw, I think you were like, called it. Yep. Like, yeah. I'm really proud of that one because yep. that's so brilliant. I love it. That's that's such a good change it's great storytelling yeah it's like it gives her a reason to why she's interested in this stuff as opposed to just wanting to do it it, for it, no reason. it improves two characters <laughs> yeah so what you're talking about is that then amber in invites eve to help volunteer at the shelter uh, along with with amber and mark at the shelter later on that night and then she's like oh, i don't know i'm kind of busy and then she's like oh like what saving the world and then eve is like Oh, not anymore. So, yeah. And then Amber's like, then you got no excuse. Mm-hmm. Amber and um, Amber tells Mark, like, this is like your last shot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and then Amber kind of after Mark leaves, Amber kind of confides in Eve saying, like, you guys have known each other for a while. Like, is, is Mark acting weird? And then Eve kind of reassures her without, you know, you know, going too deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next scene we get uh, the lone Mahler twin uh, and he's cloning himself again mm-hmm. so he goes through the whole cloning process uh, and the new clone wakes up and immediately they start you know speculating on which one of them is the clone mm-hmm. uh, we get robot 
off in the shadows and he goes, I don't understand why you guys always do that. Then they immediately attack and Robot like has no issue at all, like just eluding them him. and just flipping in the air mm-hmm. and like in like a really cool like Spider-Man type of way. <laughs> um, and he's kind of like calms him down and was like, listen, I, I, um, I just need your help, your expertise in replication and tissue growth. Uh, he gives them the sample of Rex's blood that he took in the last episode. Um, and he says, I'll make it worth your while. Yep. Next scene, uh, Debbie and Debbie sends Nolan. This is so sick. Debbie's on the phone with awesome. Nolan just outside of her there, like around the block from their house and says, Nolan, can you, uh, I want like sending you on a couple errands if you don't mind. Can you like go to France and pick this up and then go to Germany and pick this up and then go to, you know, like not specifically there, but like all he, she sends him all around the world to get all this different stuff. Then she takes out her phone and sets a timer for 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She rips the whole house apart. Like she's throwing things on the floor. There's clothes everywhere. She's looking for something. We know that she's looking for the costume. Um, the whole scene, she's looking for different things. She sees a grate that's like, uh, you know, uh, by the ceiling that she, she thinks it might be in there. So she gets up on, you know, gets up to the ceiling and pulls the grate out. There's nothing in there. Then she looks behind her and she's on, she sees on top of the cupboard folded up is the costume. She takes the costume and like a bag. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She sees the, she sees the costume, like a big hole in the chest, uh, from, um, uh, red rush punching him in the chest. And then just as she sees it, Nolan comes home and she has to hide it really quickly. Mm-hmm. He could have thrown it into the in into space. Like I just maybe there's a reason, man. Maybe there's a reason. Uh, but they could have found it. They maybe he found just it in space. takes it home and you know tosses it up there and thinks he'll get to it later and forgets about it. I don't know. I yeah. guess so. We'll see. Maybe he is. Maybe he is just that confident and cocky yeah. in his. Yeah. yeah. Um. Next scene, we get Titan. Um, who takes Invincible? Or actually, they're uh, they're on before this. They were on the roof and they were talking about um, just kind of like what their plan was and how they were going to go in and and take out uh, Machine Head and what they were going to do. And, and uh, nothing really important there it, other than the fact that Titan did say he's like, I, I took care of Isotope, so he's not going to be an issue. Um, he's not going to be able to, like, come in and just teleport him away mm-hmm. whenever. Right. So they bring up his family again and, and that they that they stay at the that they've gone to the shelter yeah yep so they go in uh titan brings them to to machine head again um they break into uh, yeah they break in through the window because like yeah he does like this cannonball through the window that's how titan does it uh it does like this huge cannonball through the window he takes out a couple of his like minions i guess um invincible blast through like the double doors that are there and then they go over to machine head's desk and machine head's like not even paying attention he doesn't even mm-hmm. carry he's like two. still writing things down and he's like yeah like doing some kind of math and he's like carry the two as they're trying to talk to him yeah um and he's basically machine head knew that they were coming and and uh titan is like you couldn't have known that this was going to happen and, and we find out that that's basically what the chip does that Titan took from the labs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it plays out all the um, possibilities, the, uh, problematic pro- possibilities, or uh, all the possible po- possibilities that could have mm-hmm. uh, taken place. Um, and that was it. So he kind of knew it was happening. Um, 
He can like tell the future, like pretty much. That's yeah. it's a pretty cool. Thinking I think of, I'm trying really to think neat. of the right Pro- word. Probability. It's a probability thing that he. It's like he says yeah. quantum probability. Something yeah, he's like you he's, won't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he also says like so I knew that you were gonna be like kind of break down my door, which was also Italian maple, by mm-hmm. the way. I'm alluding back to that. Uh, Isotope shows up. And Mark is like, I thought you took care of him. And he's like, I know what I said, but they don't talk about it again. Then um, Machine says that, you know, you guys are right. Like, you guys are totally out of my league. Like, what am I going to do here? I'm I'm completely out of my league, except um, I, have I have money. I've got money. <laughs> and as he's saying that, all these, like, side characters, like, little, like, B characters kind of show Is- up. Isotope is teleporting them in. Yep. Uh, we get Kursk, we get Battle Beast, we get Magnamaniac, or Magmaniac, we get Tether Tyrant, and we get Furnace. Just like a bunch of people that look like, you know, henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back to uh, the the shelter. We get Amber and Eve volunteering, you know, just shows them there. And it's nothing really that they're really talking about other than the fact that Mark is starting to run a little late. Right. Uh, back to uh, Invincible and Titan, they're all fighting and they're losing uh, against them because it's it's two against what five. What uh, do you guys think of the designs? Like this is this is our first. Furnace looks identical. Like, Kursk looks identical. identical. Yep. Um, Magmaniac looks a little different. He's almost he's like entirely magma instead of having a little bit of an outfit where you don't where all you see is his arms, legs, and head. Yeah, he's exposed. very malleable. Yes, like he's just yep. very malleable, which yeah. is fine. I'm cool with that. I mean, yeah. it makes more sense a costume wouldn't stick around long, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Tether Tyrant looks pretty spot on. Tether Tyrant looks fucking awesome. Battle Beast looks the most different, but he still looks yeah. good. It looks like an animated version of Battle Beast. Do you guys know who played the voice of Tether Tyrant? No. Reginald Vell Johnson. No. He did. I mean, he just grunts, right? It's no, just like grunts and everything. He, I don't think he, he says anything. He may have said something. I don't know. Huh. Does that, did that yeah, show so, up on the thing? I forget where I saw it. I think I saw really? it on like IMDb or something like that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so oh, like what's going what's gonna to follow is a lot of fight scenes where, yeah, there's some key moments, but a lot of it's hard to describe because it's just describing action, which is hard to do. Right. It's so good, though. The, 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 the fight scenes are great. I love them seeing all the different abilities. Mark getting thrown around by Tether Tyrant and electrocuted by Kursk and uh, Battle Beast fucking up Titan and bashing yeah. him to the walls and stuff like it's all so this, good. This was a way better like, thank God it was a way better um, representation of Mark's rage. Like, cause he actually just like, kind of like, sh- like, you know, tears off tether tyrants, tethers. Mm-hmm. And is like, you guys are fucking dead. Yeah. And, but the and cool like, thing about that is the fact that we've seen him do that kind of rage mm-hmm. before. And it always works out for him. And that's how it started. You guys are fucking dead. Yeah. And he starts taking every one of them out. Who's and next? Who's next? And, all then Battle Beast just and then Battle Beast the just ground. stops him in his tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And slams his head into the ground and says, um, what does he say? Hello, boy. Or something Hello, like that. boy. Um, what do you guys think of his voice? This is it. This is we you have a voice for Battle Beast. I think that's good. Perfect. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you, do you like it? What? So when I read Battle Beast, I think it's a little less I, um, growly than I yeah. expected. It's it sounds a little bit more clear and concise. Yeah. Um, 
but especially like especially towards the end when he really starts getting angry it sounds yeah. even better i um i always read him as very monotone and like very emotionless yeah. you know what i mean like never really having like rage or never mm-hmm. being like oh what's that like you just like oh what's that you know um and to your point a little bit more gravelly but i think they have enough gravelly voices in here yeah. the Mahler twins monster girl um I think actually after watching it again, I really fucking like his voice. Like he's very he's, articulate. Like he sounds yeah, super intelligent. He's more, he's more <laughs> melodic in his voice. He's like, Oh, hi boy. Like his voice moves a yeah. lot. And I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's cool. Um, um, yeah. So battle beast is just fucking up Mark. And then all of the others like Kursk and furnace are taking down Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the teen team who break through, or the it's not guardians. the teen team. <laughs> I know, I'm same boat. So, um, so who, they say that Cecil called in a tip, uh, an, an anonymous tip. Who, someone uh, called in an anonymous tip to yeah. Cecil. Who called? It was probably Titan. I would think. See, I would I have, thought, oh, you think it was Omni Man? I thought Titan at first, and then I was like, "Is it Omni Man?" I think it's no. Omni-Man. It wasn't Omni-Man. No, TJ, what was that? I think it was Omni-Man. I don't know, I man. I mean, we we did get a scene during the fight where Mark flies up through the ceiling and Omni-Man's up there watching. I don't know, because no one could see this as an opportunity to be like, yeah, send them in. Maybe they'll help Mark out. Maybe they'll die. I don't care. Um, but Titan, when, when did, ta- when did Titan call them to, in? To be able to assess the situation and know when, that Mark was in real danger. Yeah. When did Titan call them in? I, I don't know. But here's like. Titan Nolan call who in? The, Nolan Cecil. sat there and watched Mark get obliterated. Yeah. He, he watched as medics came in and were like, we're losing him. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know if we're going to be able to keep him. And he just fucking sat there and watched because Viltrumites have no time for the week they they don't and if this is this was a test for mark tj mark Dude, my fucking you're words so you're you were wrong come on you were wrong this Where? was not when? when you saw thought that this was completely staged by nolan it wasn't it I'm like that's what we originally thought when, when we when we had like the the trailer review and you thought that it was it was going to be staged by nolan like it, I, I, I don't I don't see it like that. I don't see it like that. I don't, I don't see it like like, yes, I think that the the point of him watching was not the fact of him testing Mark and being like, oh, if he's weak, he's weak. No, it's going back to the argument that they had at dinner. I told you not to do this and you did it anyways. And now you're going to fucking learn at risk of him dying because he's probably going to die in, in like, you know. You think like that Nolan saying, would have let him die right there after everything, after all the work that he put in? Yes. If done right, 1,000%. If no Mark way. died because he's that weak to be taken down, he is not a worthy fucking Why, ghost reminder. How could you say that, TJ, when he literally did? Like, he fucking as, as far as the end of the episode, he he's about to die. Later. Because he doesn't later. He doesn't what later? Why doesn't Nolan kill him himself? Now we're really getting because th- because deep. because of what happens because of that conversation that happens because of the conversation that yeah, they have the, that's the whole the, point yeah, of why argument. he stops but I in this case so. why didn't why didn't he go down and save him then TJ die. if you think that because he he was he might be dead at the end of this episode just to say told you so told you so no he but it's the whole significance of the argument that happened at the dinner table you yeah. don't think that, think that those are completely unrelated no that's I think not, that, 
I, th- I think that yeah, he, he 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 Mark or Nolan even said, um, uh, I think you're you'd be making a huge mistake. Right, and this is him being like, I'm I was fucking right. Now you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, but and, that and, kind and, of and he motivation... doesn't care whether or not he dies. Right, that kind of motivation. I disagree with that. Of of I having to tell, that. of having to be right about this argument is not what a Viltrumite feels. A Viltrumite's like, if this person is not able to win this battle, they are fucking weak. And and whether or not it's his son, he doesn't care. I mean, he obviously likes. He his does son. care though. Like he does care. A Viltrumite is different than Nolan. Like Nolan is a Viltrumite, but he's not what you're what you're thinking he is. Not yet. Not yet, TJ. Yeah. I don't yet. know. I don't know. It's he tough because, again, it's he tough because so we could just say that no one right. assumed he you would be the, fine. You right? were the one that said that he was that you think that he was the one that called in Cecil. Why would he do that? He, just, did, he didn't. Titan did. Ryan. I just don't know when else who else could have. When would Titan have called him in? I agree with you. It was no one. Yeah. It wasn't Nolan. Yes, it was, dude. I don't think it was. And that goes to my point to say that he's not he's going to help Mark. He just doesn't want to put in all that fucking work. Literally, the whole point of him being there, the whole like, why didn't he take over the world 10 years ago? So, TJ, the only he's waiting for Mark. The the only question then, TJ, is why didn't he help? Then why, why didn't he, he help? help Cecil? Why didn't he take over the world 10 years ago? No, why? It was because he, I already answered why he didn't help. It was, you didn't listen to me at dinner. Now you're going to fucking pay. I don't think that Nolan really thought that he was going to die because he's the one who called in Cecil. Called mm. in the guard, the new guardians. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. I just don't think we we under. Yeah, we just don't. Yeah, we just don't know everything yet. But theories, bub. Yeah. Um, So the guardians show up. The (laughs) guardians show up and they get fucked up. Highlights after watching again: uh, Rex throwing fucking refrigerator magnets up and duplicate throwing them. That was. Oh, that's not. We we're not talking about that right now. No, that's 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 a lot later. I mean, they all get messed up. They all get messed up. They all, they get, all get, yeah, yep. they, Duplicate gets knocked out. Rex gets knocked out. Black Samson gets buried under some rubble. And it's okay. pretty much all Battle Beast, like, taking and them battle, out. Yeah. yeah, and Battle Beast goes up to crush Mark. Black Samson tries to stop him. He doesn't quite. And then Battle Beast slams his mace into Mark's stomach, breaking it open. Well, um, Battle Beast, hold on. Battle Beast says, I was promised this world had worthy opponents. Yeah. That's the whole point of him being there is he that's why he's here he's looking for for people to to fight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and he says killing you will be an act of mercy yeah which is a classic line and then uh black samson complete, like drops his armor down and um goes to attack him battle beast catches his hand no powers no but like but again black samson is showing amazing, like his heroic right? yeah the his, fact that like, like we got pounded into us via rex that he doesn't have powers you don't have powers you 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 know who are you an old man just making mm-hmm. fun of him and here's the guy that's going to take off his you know his malfunctioning powers and just run at this guy that just decimated everybody with nothing but his fists um that's great that's perfect man and uh battle beast of course just catches it shatters his hand takes him slams him into the ground a couple oh times God. and throws his insanely brutal his pulped body um to the floor but that's then not we all. Get, <laughs> then we get monster girl versus battle beast which is Holy so cool and it, shit. it doesn't last long 
because hey, she, she gets a couple hits in now. She gets like two or three hits, but once Battle Beast realizes, like, oh, I'm being attacked right now, it's immediately mm-hmm. over. Yeah, and, and you can see over. it. You can see it happen. He takes a stance, and he's like, "All right, now it's my turn." And he grabs her by the throat, says, "Foolish child," or something like that. Throws her around. Pathetic. Yeah, pathetic child. When she lands, and then he jumps in the air and lands on her fucking chest and like crushes it. it. And she cr- and she coughs up blood. He grabs two boulders. And slams down, and you see blood explode all of our faces. Dude, We're, we we oh. didn't we couldn't talk. We were just like, "What the fuck I wasn't, is happening?" I wasn't really surprised until like a few frames later, after it was showing them all on the ground, and then it showed her face, and it was just you could she had no face. It was her skull. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was like, "Oh, fuck. it was crazy." Before that happens, though, robot rages out and he screams no like he's like no like because amanda is getting fucked up mm-hmm. and he shoots this power beam at at battle beast and it like it le- scars it, it, like, him it scars him like he's got a little missing hair patch right there it also and, pushes him like away from from monster yeah. girl a bit mm-hmm. too and he's like kind of in the background now yeah and that's when rex stands up and he's like you all messed up yeah and, uh, indeed and robot says indeed cool things that happen here so this is where he throws the the refrigerator magnets right mm-hmm. um did you catch that shrinking ray shrinks and rex grabs yeah, her yeah and mm-hmm. then throws her he puts at, her um, into um mag into magmaniac magmaniac and then she bursts out of him yeah yeah, yeah it, cool. was, it was and cool then, that i i caught it the second time I'm like oh that's fucking neat that's cool but the reason why the refrigerator magnet magnets was cool was because they took them like rex charged them and then they took the refrigerator magnets and threw them onto furnace and they stuck to furnace and then exploded mm-hmm. and that was awesome that's why yeah cool. yeah um yeah um battle beast says this fight is beneath me uh it's there's no honor in killing insects like holding up temp- monster girl and black samson the same way he did in the comics but with someone else instead of monster girl so cool and then so are we not getting away. that person uh the trivia on the x-ray says that um you know it's a callback to that but with mm-hmm. bulletproof instead but bulletproof has not been introduced into the show yet because we get that okay. same visual in the comics just with a different character yeah, yeah. i think we'll see bulletproof um, season two yeah i think i think or, so too. Next episode. To, to, I hope to it's help. not this season because I want it to be far enough away from the first episode where they showed like the costume. A costume. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, season right, two. We're gonna. The team is severely, uh, you know, underpowered at this yeah. point because they're missing La- a lot. Last last thing I want to say about Battle Beast is, I, I my sister she just texted me and she said, uh, yeah about like the scene that she just watched and what's cool is that everyone watching the show is being treated to what who battle beast is and what makes him cool because in the first and when we first see him in the comic book he's not this fucking brutal yeah like he's he's not but that's this is how he is later on in the comic and it's fucking crazy that we're getting to see it now like mm-hmm. this is who he is um just really quick my sister she was like uh, what the fuck was that lion and why was he stronger <laughs> than a Viltrumite? Um, like just going crazy. I'm like, that's fucking battle beast. And she's like, well, don't tell insane. her too much. And I was like, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's it. That's amazing. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, one, one other thing I want to call out too is like when Rex was like, you fucked up. And then they started with the refrigerator manager. Mm-hmm. Which, like, like you guys were saying, like he threw uh, shrinking Ray. They were working as a team. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. Black Samson was saying earlier in the episode. Like now they're finally starting to work as a team. And that's ultimately why they won. But they also only won because Battle Beast was like bored of it and left. Yeah. yeah. He, they took down everybody else. Uh, um, a couple of call outs to some really cool animation with um, Duplicate, not only during this fight, but when they when they get the beers, I really liked it because like she walks up to get the beer and then one walks away and then the other one's still there and then that one walks away. And then the same thing happens in reverse when they go to sit down. It's mm-hmm. just the way. Yeah, it looks it looks really cool. Almost yeah. tricks your mind for a second. Yeah, it does. Because she, I mean, when there were two of her and they each had a uh, two beers, when they combined, she's holding four. Or however oh, geez, many she I didn't had. even. Oh, yeah, yeah, I need was, to watch yeah, that again. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, back at the um, the center, we get Amber and Eve who are discussing, and you can tell that they're becoming friends now. They're actually like building a friendship with each other. Uh, and Amber is getting more and more pissed off. She's like, that's it. I'm done with Mark. I'm sick of it. Um, uh, th- that just that he's late again. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Invincible again. The medics are there, uh, trying to save uh, Mark and Titan. Uh, Cecil is there with Donald, and he says he tells Donald like, "We need to save him. He's important." And my iPad just died. Uh, and um, Cecil says, "Get a blood sample just in case." Yeah, yeah. He what? says, "Get it to the get it to the lab." We were all we were all like. What the fuck? Yeah, because like, yeah. that is not anything that happens no. in the comic. Mark's yeah. fading in and out of consciousness. He sees his dad up there for a second, and then he's gone. Um, and uh, and I think at this point, oh yeah, it shows, we ma- see- it shows Machine Head um, get taken into custody as well. So he's now and and Robot. Cecil takes that chip out. Yeah, Cecil takes the chip out, which yeah. I think is going to yeah. be important. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Robot holding monster girl who transforms back into amanda and uh, mm-hmm. uh you see her a, a, a little bit later with the ventilator on and the mask on and he says that i'm gonna fix you um which is cool and they're they're carrying away black samson on a stretcher um mark on a stretcher and then i think it's just what debbie on the phone shocked right yep. no one flying up like flying up to the house and then she's on yeah, the phone flying up to the house and it doesn't she doesn't say anything Nothing. but obviously it's insinuating mark is in critical condition yep. like bad yep. shape and then uh we assume that amber i'm sorry between amber and eve eve just got the call whether it was well Rex eve gets a text message or something about mark and this was interesting well, it was a phone call she's she has to take it and she's she steps away for a minute and she's talking yeah i thought of, i thought she just looked at her phone and was like oh, i gotta go she did, but then she said, uh, guys are assholes, um, but I'm telling you this, Mark loves you, and if he could yeah. be here right now, he would be. Yeah. I like the line that she actually she says, though. She says, Eve tells Amber, I know it's, I know it's hard loving someone who doesn't love you back, mm-hmm. but Mark loves you. Mm-hmm. He'd be here if he could. Yeah. And I think that says something. Yeah. Um. Then we get the final scene boom, before boom, the credits, boom, boom, and boom. we see Isotope with Titan. So that explains why Titan didn't, quote unquote, take care of Isotope because calling him boss. Him. He's like, yeah, I don't know what you like, said, boss, to make him help you out, but yeah, but it worked. Yeah. Um, I'm going back on what I said. I think that uh, Titan called in the Guardians because if that's the case, then. 
Titan knew that Isotope was going to bring the henchmen in, which means he wanted to even out the fight and bring in the Guardians to take care of the henchmen. I was going to say that. If Isotope was so working with sense. Titan, why yeah. would he bring in the henchmen? But then Titan thought about that and said that I'll make an, an ominous call so that it would right. even the playing field, even though it didn't. And to strengthen your, your opinion and also what's my opinion – is he says, who who are you going to call in case you take Machine Head? And he's like, oh, I'll call Cecil over at the Global Defense. And he's, he's like, oh, look, you're already thinking ahead. Hmm. So he knew, so Titan knew who to call. Interesting. Do you know what I'm talking about, TJ? When they're sitting on the rooftop and he's like, who would you? Yeah, I know. I remember one of him saying that, but just because he said, like, if I tell some stranger, like, no, oh, I'll I just know. Call that doesn't Bill mean Hake. he knows. He was but... like, oh, I'm just going to, like, know exactly how to get a hold of hey. the head of the defense agency. It's a comic <laughs> book. be a little more difficult to do that. But, no, I don't uh, think so. Okay. Um, so, yeah, then we get that scene. Um, Which was great. To the music again. I mean, here comes same the king. Music like, as, as it's so poignant. And make way for the king. Make way for the king. And then uh, uh, Titan is now in a, in a tuck, like, a full suit. Uh, and he says, I'm going to make this city better. He's like, he's like, you, I don't know what you said to him. Like he, he said something about him lying and he's like, well, I wasn't lying. I am going to make this city better. And it's going to be starting with these people. And it shows his family run in and give him a big hug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then credits. Get out of here, Ali. Uh, after credits, Donald is, uh, back at the, um, Defense, defense agency and he gets in an elevator and goes way down deep to the bottom of the you know bottom floor and he's talking to a scientist who has the blood sample from invincible and the scientist is like i don't know man like we tried everything we tried this we tried affecting this we tried adding this and viltrumite cells they just won't die and then donald's like just keep trying i really have a feeling that blood is still the answer credits dude Basically alluding to the fact that they're inve- they're looking at Invincible's blood to try and figure out how to stop Nolan. Yeah. How to kill him, yeah. Yeah. So cool, Fucking man. Great. This like so cool. That's such a cool thing that is not in the comic that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. That has us just completely Where's that gonna at go a loss. Up? Yeah. Like it, <laughs> it it can't go anywhere, right? You it, know what I mean? No, like it won't, it won't go it won't go it's anywhere. It's just showing that they're trying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, though. I mean, I mean it's, if anything, it's showing that they're trying and showing how strong they are. It doesn't yeah. need they don't need to come up with anything. But then maybe we're wrong. You know, like we were so wrong. So wrong. The movie. Prometheus trailer. Fucking Prometheus. <laughs> and the movie. Prometheus. Love that episode. That is that that was that's such a good episode. It's so fun. I want to watch it again. I'll probably watch it again tonight. Again, it was just we knew everything that was going to happen pretty much, and it was still surprising. Yeah. Yeah. All the little things thrown in there, the you know, from Mr. Lou to Elephant to just, you know, giving Titan a family and the motivations mm-hmm. and Battle Beast, like everything around it, the action, the music, the comedy. They're, yeah. They're knocking this out of the park. Yeah. And I mean, in the comic, Titan his motivations were that he just wanted he just to be the top dog. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and even if he did, which is good like, enough. Want, yeah. Yeah. It is good enough, but this is like, 
he's got real motivation and he's got he's got people he can lose and which will give him further motivation the comic has always been about the gray you know what i mean the in between mm-hmm. uh between right and wrong and everyone's own you know perception of it and this is just fits right in it's so good so, yeah good stuff um we're gonna wrap it up there Remember, if you want to give us your thoughts on this episode, which, you know, you should have seen by now, it's going live right now as we're recording this. People are like Bill's sister talking about it. Uh, so if you want to email your thoughts, we'll talk about it at the beginning of next week's episode. Email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, our outro song is by Wyatt Lane, as always. This one is a, an older one. This one's called Phantom. It's off of his first album. Uh, one of my favorites on that album. And uh, you can find his music over on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all that good stuff. So thank you, Bill and TJ. This has been fun. I'm going to go watch the behind the scenes for this episode and the behind the scenes uh, for the art of uh, the making of Invincible. So I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night. All right. Until next time. Good night, everybody. Bye. episode you are you got some water or something i have diet dr pepper because it's what i have you don't have have. any water you don't have have water you You don't don't like tap water it's gross i'm 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 prissy all right i'm i'm bougie i'm bougie (laughs) can't drink that tap water okay ready